Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Edge of Empire, a Horus Heresy podcast. Uh, my name is Chris Mills. Uh, I'm joined as always by Graham Mills. Hello. And Michael Botterill. Hello. And here we are just in time for the festive season. Hopefully you'll be uh, able to listen to us sometime around Christmas Day for when you know, you're not talking to anybody else because you didn't get the upgrade kit you wanted. And we've all been there. Yeah, I, I know I'm not getting any any Games Workshop stuff for Christmas. <laughs> no, it's um, no good. So yes, how are we all been? All good? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Uh, well, aside from my computer dying. Oh yeah, I've still got that one here. So what we on? What's on the show today, mate? So we have a whole load of stuff. Um, we have our usual what we've been up to project uh, project wise things we're just discovering the recent releases by forge world and uh, any other heresy related products games workshop have uh, ordained to to provide us with we've got the update and the sort of the, well, the review of you know, the, the two of you and your uh live streaming yeah. uh, debut and the your thoughts on the game that you played and you know what to discuss that Basis for podcasting, I think, was the... Absolutely, yeah. So, I wouldn't like to disagree. Um, <laughs> uh, we're covering sort of the events of the Black Library Weekender and the small bits and pieces of the Warhammer 40k Open Day. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Which, which Michael uh, attended on, the, on our behalf. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will have our much and highly anticipated... Uh, army list challenge as we've decided to sort of see what we can come up with for the book six uh, released uh, armies yes. along with uh, the usual you know the books book reviews and uh, everything else that i currently can't remember that's cool all the fun and banter of the heresy and right everything here. in between in your ears <laughs> yep <laughs> so then, what's been uh, what's the, the main driver so okay yeah so, talk through what you've been doing, Michael, because you've done tons of them. Yeah, well, I did some. Well, the biggest thing I've done is actually done a lot of updates to our website. Yeah, it looks great. So, yeah, it, it's completely changed. It's gone from white to black. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've, we've started it. We've put up there a repository of army lists from the show, uh, the events we run, and the lists that we take to events. Um, so people can point out how awful we are at crafting lists and point out exactly where we're going wrong. Which and we're always open to, you know, criticism. We, we, we're the kind of men that take it well and don't have to go and pour a whiskey and cry about it afterwards. No. Talk about yourself. Um, <laughs> and visitors to the site might also see that we actually have adverts on there for the first time. Um, we've got an advert for Element Games. They aren't sponsoring us, but we've joined their affiliate program. So if you want any wargaming stuff, if you come through our site, then click through to the to, to Element. It helps us out a little bit. Um. And then below that, there's an advert for Audible, uh, which is really great because you actually get a free audiobook with your 30-day free trial and another free book each month. Uh, and that mem- is £7.99 a month. Um, now, considering that Ruin Storm, which is an audiobook that's on there, it's the latest Horus Heresy one on there, it normally costs you twenty nine ninety nine. That's not too bad a deal. That's so pretty good. If you do no, sign I up... Admit, I'm a, sorry. I'm a, I'm a regular Audible user. Yeah. already so I, I, not for heresy stuff but for other things and you know it's a it, it is a great useful uh uh you know 
company that I was in it. Amazon subsidiary, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's great. So it's yeah. definitely worth you know, so people if you, getting involved with that. If you do want to sign up for it, do it via our website and it helps us out a little bit. We get a couple of quid, which we can then reinvest in the show. Cool. Um, good. And then, oh, we hit 200 likes on Facebook. Yeah, we did, actually. That is pretty much I didn't realize we had enough, that much family collectively, but that's, that's good. Well, I think it's extended family, and I'm not actually convinced that Facebook just like throwing bots at us just to make us feel a bit happier. Oh, I don't but, know about um, you. My mum doesn't even like us. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, she doesn't really like me, so you know. There's, yeah, there's a t-shirt right there, really, isn't it? Empires, <laughs> yeah. even our mums don't like us. Yeah, and then you're using a new microphone as well today, Graham, aren't you? No, I'm not. You're not. No, I have got it. It's next to me. It's just not plugged in. Ah. So the problem seems to be that when I plug it in, it, it picks up everything in, on the estate. Oh, right. that's not so good. <laughs> I, I did hear George and Mildred down the road having a blazing row. We'll, we'll, yeah, have, to have, a look, we'll have, have to have a look. We'll have to have a look at that and figure it out. Turn the game down a bit. Yeah, I think it's my. Um, I don't know what it is, but it's got. A, it, it just seems to be able to pick up every noise known to man. Oh, so, when am um, I next see you? Probably. Um, the long day at Durham, no, yeah, Durham Raiders, long day, probably. Yeah, so yeah, we'll sort it. But yeah, um, so I'm just using the normal microphone. Unfortunately, I did want, I have got it. It looks fantastic. It's just not plugged in because I was trying to mess around with it with Chris before. And we couldn't get yeah, it. so awesome. your technical wizardry uh, will once again be required to, to make this work. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Okay, so should we start getting? So we'll go to a, a, a we'll go into the meat of the show. We'll start with the new releases, shall we? Yes, let's do that. Okay, so let's have a look at the new releases then. Um, and it's all Doors. Oh, exciting. You can't, you can't go wrong with Doors. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> they've got um, Demios Pattern Doors there for the for the Rhinos. Um, they did uh, Doors and Front Plates for the Mars Pattern Rhinos, you know, the Games Workshop ones. Yeah. The, the standard ones you get from there. And then they did ones for the Land Raiders. Okay. They also did repulsors, but we don't really care about repulsors. Uh, that's far away, dreamy tech. Yeah. yeah. Far so, future stuff. Uh, ruddy grav tanks. Yeah. So, <laughs> not that we care about. So not about. the most exciting set of releases, I've got to be honest with you, that we've ever had to review. I mean, no. unless that really gets you excited. No, no. But, the, well, it's always nice for adding to. I mean, the, the, la- the, the Rhino ones will upgrade a Storm Eagle. Uh, which is quite cool, and um, oh, okay. some of the big tanks as well, the the Feldblade yeah. and stuff. They've got space for a, a rhino-sized door at the front, which I imagine is a maintenance hatch because it's not a lot of room in there. No, okay. Um, and then the Land Raider ones will do a Thunderhawk as well. Oh right, okay. Well, okay. In that case, I take it. All, well, yeah, I don't take it all back, but some of it I do take back. <laughs> yeah, so well, that does make a little bit more sense. So some of those replace some of the stuff that was already available. And okay, some so of them are brand new, are they? Yeah, they're all brand new. Some of it replaces stuff that was already available. Like I think the Iron Warriors had. The Iron Warriors yeah, get yeah. one. No, yeah. the Iron Warriors haven't got one in this. Um, I think the Iron Hands had had one. Maybe I don't know one. if they. I don't know if they pulled the old one. They definitely pulled the old World Eaters. Yeah, um, I, they're the ones that most struck me about the sort of the, these new doors. They look really aggressive. Okay, I'll have a look at them then. So, what's yeah, worth yeah. having a look at then? The Iron Hands. We've got to try the Iron Hands one. Yeah, see. I think I think the Iron Hands have have uh, replaced. Um, yeah, so if we've cl- got a Ford World, um, 
the touch iron hands rhino um yeah i think they yeah they're no no they've still got both doors sets of doors available i think it's just the, right. i think it's uh traitor ones like the world eaters and right such. so you now, which is kind of cool because you've got some variety for some legions yeah that makes for, sense for yeah, mars patterns like i think the ultramarines have got uh ultramarines have got two as well got yes which i must uh, oh no i think they've only got one no no they've removed the, se- the second ultramarines one which i must admit i don't mind because the, the 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 ultramarines one that they had on sale uh, i've got them on both my storm eagles and my fell blade and they're a little bit meh. okay cool the, the the new ones look so much cleaner and better because i had this yeah. huge giant gaping skull on them and it right. was a bit mm, well no the, at the time it was all right but when you compare it to what's available now yeah I, I suppose the problem is you always then think oh man i wish i could take the doors off mine and put these new ones that's, on that's just what i was about to say you know you, you've already you know you've already got your rhinos then they do the doors afterwards and you think ah can i cut that off yeah i've got i've got i've got i've got three demios pattern rhinos for my ultramarines mm. and i was looking and i was thinking the exact same thing but you know what i'm, I'm happy with it uh, yeah. But the Demios pattern door for the Ultramarines has got me thinking. You know what? I need a I need a whirlwind Scorpius. Well, that's the thing. If you get anything now, you know, if you, mm. you know, has the has the chassis like like the whirlwind, or you know, you fancy they, they do a um, yeah another tank with that that body. At least then you've got the option of you know marking them individually, which is quite that cool. is true. Actually, I suppose because uh, there's no doors or there's no side sponsors, is there on the on the um. Scorpius, so they would look really cool on that, I think. Yeah, yeah, so it's got got me thinking I might one of them. But yeah, the, the World Eaters ones are really cool, very aggressive oh, looking, just, as Chris says. Yeah. I, just, I looked at those and I thought, they they, they look like, they look what how they should, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you look... I, I'm, I'm, I'm scared of the doors. You've, you've piqued my curiosity. You're scared of the doors. I'm wow. scared of, yeah. That's... Do you think what's, what's inside the rhino? The doors are pretty bad. Yeah, so, who else, who, who, so who else got them? We got ones for Thousand Suns, uh, the Ultramarines, Death Guard, Space Wolves, Iron Hands, World Eaters, Night Lords, and White Scars. I didn't see the Night Lords ones, actually, when, I, oh, they're quite when those good. came out. I, do you know what? I was thinking about the Night Lords the other day. They, nobody, I've never seen anybody use them. I've seen one person use Night Lords. It must be something well, weird. Them, doesn't yeah. It? So I'll tell you what we're going to do. One day we're going to do something on Night Lords, all right? Because nobody seems to go anywhere near Night Lords. I think they deserve some loving. I think they're a good army. I think they're a great army. I, just, I think maybe once they get fleshed out a bit more, because I think there's you know, stuff for them in the next book as well, isn't there? Yeah, in Angelus. So. Uh, yeah. Angelus, which is um, the Dark Angels versus the uh, Night Lords yeah, and yeah. the Fram's Crusade, and then uh, Blood Angels versus Demons in Cygnus Prime. Yeah. Actually, I'm just looking at the Night Lords one now. They have people. They have bodies and skulls attached to the front of the rhino. That'll do it. Yeah. I mean, I saw all of these at the open day, which I'll mention later, and uh, they're yeah. all very, very good. The only ones I don't like are the Space Wolf ones. Okay. Uh, for, the spa- those, for the Space Wolf Demios pattern rhino. Okay. They d- don't look good because, they, because they've got the same design um, hmm. on both sides. So one side, well, so one side, it looks like the, the, the wolf is facing backwards 
Oh, okay, yeah, I see what you mean. Okay, yeah. And uh, I get, you know, they've done it for cheapness reasons, you know. It costs a lot of money to to, yeah. to, to make stuff, but it just, to me, it looks bad. A lot of the other legions, you can get away with it. Oh, yeah, those well, the Dite, the World Eaters ones do look good, actually. I've just found yeah. them. They look awesome, don't they? So last episode, we talked about how we weren't so keen on the Space Wolves Terminators. Yes. Guys that are coming out. Except me, for some bizarre Except reason. you, because you love them. Um, <laughs> you know, we saw the painted ones uh, yeah. between episodes, and they looked a bit better. But And now we're not so sure on the doors. Do we wonder well, if there's yeah. going to be a slight Forge World issue with the aesthetic of the Space Wolves? Well, I actually like the design on the doors. It's just literally yeah. the way on one side it's going to be backwards. It's going to look weird. Is it, though? Or can't you just turn it around the other way? And now I suppose not. Hang on, I don't know what you mean. Just on the Demiels think... pattern doors. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. You see, on the normal doors for the Mars pattern... Looks it's fine. fine. Yes, it's, it's, but for the Demios ones, it, it, it's weird. It just looks. And there's two different designs, and it's the both both the same. Yeah, I see what you mean, and it's not as if you can just flip them round, is it? Because they are unsymmetrical. So yeah, fair enough. Good point. Yeah, just just a personal dislike about that. Yeah. So I suppose yeah, the question is, are they going to have less divisive uh, uh, designs for the Space Wolves? We shall see. I guess it's a good point, though, Chris. Uh, but uh, having seen the the Vagyar, uh, up up front and close, I'll, I'll talk about that later. I don't think yeah, sure. as, I don't think they're as bad as we first feared. Okay, I Fair think enough. I think we decided we were down to one that we didn't like. Yes. Yeah, I think that's definitely. The, I think that's definitely yeah. the the way right. I am right now. Okay, so that's that's the new releases. You've got you've so got doors. Can I just clarify something. There's no new releases for the Custodies this this month. No, no nothing for the Custodies. It barely, it's barely worth me waking up at any point. <laughs> Fridays have been a massive disappointment <laughs> since at least the middle of November. I know. I mean, every week there's a new thing for you going on. All of a sudden, a drought. What are you going to do? I don't know. Doors. Well, I think they've, 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 I think they've finished the uh, Custodies yeah. for now. Um, yeah, right. There's not really much i would say you have to go back and finish for the custodies i think they're pretty much they're yeah, okay. sorted yeah, aren't they? i think they're done i think uh, yeah i think it's, it's now moving on to the space wars giving them some some much needed attention and um uh, see where we go see where they go from there but uh, i'm not, Again, I'm not I, got, I, got, I got something from tony on that so i will mention later <laughs> when we talk about the open cool, cool. nice one Okay. So, yeah, so we'll move on now. Um, and so we'll, we'll, we'll close about, the door on that section and move on? Yeah, we'll talk about what we've been doing in our current Do projects. So, yeah. so, yes, so uh, current projects for me are, because we were going to have this uh, televised event, the Rumble in the Jungle, um, live on YouTube, I thought I'm going to um, actually get my backside and gear and get the uh, Acris. How do you pronounce that, actually? Arcus. Arcus, there we go. Oh. So adding letters that aren't there. I am, aren't I? Because I think it should have another C in it somewhere. Yeah. But anyway, the Arcus. I wanted to get that um, done. So I, actually, what I did, if I'm honest with you, was I took the turret, didn't paint, didn't create the whole model, just took the turret and then painted that up. I mean, I am warriors because I'm just lazy. I didn't have time. So anyway, I've got that 
and that was actually quite a cool model, quite a cool thing to, to paint. I'm still not convinced about the, how it looks, though. It just doesn't quite feel right. But you know what? It's a great tank, so I'm going to allow it. So that's pretty much it. I've, I've been really lax on everything else, if I'm honest with you. I just haven't. Uh, I think I've just changed jobs, so that's my excuse. Though it's a yeah, yeah, so. and there's a lead up to Christmas. Yeah, yeah. But you, you guys are big fans of this tank, aren't you? You guys, you guys both really like the Arcus. Yeah, I think we do, and I think um, I think we'll come on to it. You know, um, we had a kind of a, a bit of a Sicarian off, didn't we, Michael, in our live stream? So we'll come on to that because I think it's a good topic. Yeah, having having played it a couple of times, I definitely think it's 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 a very very versatile unit and it's it's one of those ones which um i think is going to become very very common yeah but we'll come I on think, to that yeah sure um so so yeah that's me what about you mike uh me well i did something similar i wanted to well i wanted to take the arcus but when you yes. said you're taking it i'm like <laughs> oh okay then uh, I'll, I'll 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 try something different so we're not both having similarish yeah. units on the field i wanted to get uh, a, a nice variety of units on that on that thing so i decided i would paint the punisher mm. um but i did the what you did I and i was actually rubbish just did oh. the turret yes and um just popped it on my normal sakarin which had las cannon sponsons um but i'll definitely be painting that body up soon and i'll be giving it heavy bolter sponsons Nice. Um, because that's I think that's what's going to work with it. Um, I've also I've not actually done all that much this month compared to what I usually do. I've been doing no, a lot of forty k. Yeah, fair enough. So um, oh. and a little bit of Age of Sigma. I did a um, I did a Herald for my word bearers. Right. Because um, I just wanted to do that, and I was quite yep. disappointed to learn that the Mark Four um, banner doesn't fit. The, the the um ultra the word bearers um banner transfers um that you oh, get no. the transfers they don't fit ah so oh, that sucks I had to make up my own banner um using pictures from the transfers which wasn't so oh, bad wow. I thought you said you got a freehand one up no like, god no god you've, no uh, you've impressed me there my friend just use bits just use bits <laughs> from transfer sheets you know put, okay. put, put on a, a, a legion a legion logo and and took it from there and then right. I done a bunch of terrain for um company of legends oh yes which we used which you could have seen if you tuned into our live podcast it looked yeah really i did the, awesome. the thermic plasma um things the the new yeah. ones from games workshop and i did the void shield generator oh yes you did um, oh, yeah, cool. which is not great. void shield generator the plasma obliterator plasma obliterator that's, that's right, it yeah, that's yeah. it right plasma obliterator and then that's oh no and the rise of pattern ruins the new little ruins yes. that came with that mat. Yeah. Which I've got to admit, are quite good. And for 1750, they're very, very good line of sight blocking bits. And I think oh, I will wait, be where did they? Uh, where yeah. did they come from? Games Workshop. Rise of, STC oh, Rise of okay. Pattern Ruins. Oh. They're 1750. Like Sorry? What I like is that Graham wasn't interested until he said line of sight blocking. Yeah. And then he was like, now where did I get this from? They're just no, they're just little little ruin corners. You know, a bit like the old gothic cor- gothic ruins. Yeah, they're just yeah. bits of corners, um, oh, yeah. uh, and just little bits of walls. But they're quite interesting. They're nice. They come on a pre-coloured brown sprue. A lot of stuff okay. coming on pre-coloured plastic these days. Yeah, um, I've noticed that. But it's uh, they're they're just little nice bits of filler terrain that will that, that, that just you know make a, a, a table look better. Yeah, than what. Yeah, totally. 
Give it a bit of theme rather than just a couple of boxes and let's say those kinds of little ruins and little interesting features that you can like, hide a guy behind or you know put a few fellas behind or yeah. put a tank behind if you're so inclined. Yeah, so yeah. very similar to the old Gothic ruins. Got you. And then at the okay. minute I am working on a few bits for my heresy space walls. I'm doing the uh, Contemptor. Uh, oh, right. For them. Oh, cool. Um, a Herald. And a uh, Praetor Slanturian, just a generic HQ guy with a Thunderhammer. I got the Mark II what? command set. Okay, yeah, you're a big fan of the Mark II, aren't you? Well, I not I. The first time I used Mark II was when I did that um, Volkite Charger support yeah. squad. Yeah, and I have to admit, I really like Mark II armor. It, it, it's a lot. I, I at first I was sort of like, eh, not that fussed about it. But, uh, yeah, I ended up getting two more packs of it uh, for, to put oh, yeah. into my space walls. Nice. It is nice. It's a nice armor mark, and it's different. Yes, that is definitely true. It's definitely different. Um, so when, when, will we, when do you think we'll be seeing? I'd like to see your space walls, actually. Um, there's something I'm building up very slowly. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, the reason I'm doing them is because I have 40K space walls. Right. And I've got a bunch of dread pods. Dr- drop pods, sorry. Yeah, which if you I don't know if uh, if if you do keep up to date with what's happening in forty k, you can't take an all drop pod army anymore in match play. That that's using points, right? Which you may have heard Scott Scott Hayes complain about. Yes, he wasn't very happy, was he? A lot. It makes sense with the game, actually. To be honest, it makes it you know it 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 reduces your ability to do that that uh, deep striking alpha strike. Yes, and it makes the game a lot more balanced. So I, I, I have no issue with that. And I was never one of these, I will drop in a dozen um, melter guns to, to ruin your day. Yes. I did yeah, yeah. I did have some yeah. melter guns and copy. Well, I mean, Alpha Strike was a big problem for the for, for 40k for quite a long time. And I mean, it's not gone away. Sure from, it. Yeah, they're not. I mean, I don't think it's, it's still a lot of, actually we'll come on to maybe in the tactics thing about Alpha Strikes and what you can do about them because a lot of people still play, you know, with that in mind or... Yeah. or Actually, I saw a really good variation, which was the complete opposite, which wasn't, which was, I don't know what you would call it, probably a gamma strike, which is where it all kind of kicked off in turn four. So um, it, if you're building armies, it's one of the things you need to be aware of, I suppose, is that some people will try and, you know, monster all your decent units on the first turn. Yeah, mm. so so they've got rid of that from 40k. I mean, obviously, there is still the uh, the first turn advantage there, um, yeah. which they have, yeah. um, but... In general, uh, I'm quite, uh, you know, I just thought, well, I like my drop pods. I don't want to sell them because, you yeah, know, okay. no one's going to want to buy drop pods because, uh, you know, eBay's probably overrun with drop pods. Yep. And I thought, you know what? Why not put them in heresy? That's true. Yeah. That's good me. So, um, the, the, you know, the basic, just use some basic plastic troops, maybe a little bit of resin here and there, and just have a nice little drop poddy, um, deep striking space wolf army that is you know themed around that yeah you know sounds the, good. The, the battle of prosper dropping in and that's yeah it's perfect for- and that's just what i'm doing with them so i uh, got cool. a charybdis um to 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 transport in russ because <laughs> what's the um which i think can you not put a contemptor dreadnought in a normal drop pod or is it only the dread claw uh i got a dreadnought drop pod but that's for the leviathan yeah because of course i'm, I'm being cheesy I'm, i've got a leviathan yes and have you painted that as well I yeah i painted the leviathan yeah. I, I like the yeah. leviathan though 
Um, yeah, but again, it, it's a nice model. I like, you know me, I like Dreadnoughts, and it's you don't want to, you don't want to be a nasty, take the worst units possible. No. So, but but sometimes well. the worst unit is a fun unit. That's the thing. It's fun to play with. It's fun to paint. <laughs> it's people have justified exactly. an awful lot. Yeah. I think it's it's one of those things that people have justified some some pretty horrific army lists on the basis of fluff, but um, yeah. another another topic I think of discussion a bit later on. Yeah, but no, no, the contemptor goes in a dread claw. It, it can't go gotcha. in a normal drop pod. I don't uh, think okay, it can yeah, go in a normal drop pod. Yeah, no, that, that would make sense. All right, so I've got the dread claw for them. Yeah, and a corruptus to put Russ and his wolves in. Very good. So, Chris, what about you, mate? So, I thought I'd experiment. Okay, this it's, sounds interesting. Um, for my Custodes army, I with the Heterons to make them stand out, I gave them the cloaks, and no one else apart from uh, my HQ units have cloaks. Right. So I thought the natural progression of this would be Dreadnoughts with cloaks. <laughs> Seriously? Uh, but, but wait a moment there, Chris. I don't think you can buy a Dreadnought with a cloak, can you? No, you can't. And do you know what? You cannot find a third person, third party <laughs> manufacturer that makes cloaks for dreadnoughts either. Really? I so what did you, know you do? I, I decided. <laughs> I decided, my brother, I'd try to go and buy some modelling putty and try and do that and make some myself. So and this is why I will never complain about Games Workshop sculpts ever again, <laughs> because even cloaks are difficult. It's and they are just it? relatively simple. But um, I knew you'd, you'd done some cloak sculpting, but I didn't realise it was for... Oh, yeah, it says in the show notes here, dreads. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought you just meant custodies. And I, I, I was no, like, no, surely I you can no, get moulds for cloaks for... You probably can. I, I, did, I, did, I did a bit of looking. So, mine and Graham's other brother, he's the... He's the creative one. Yeah, He's the he builder. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I got a spark of inspiration from him and yeah. thought, you know, what, I'll I'll give this a go. Sure. Yeah. yeah. There was oh. a there was a lot of angry words said at a wall <laughs> at times. Yeah. Uh, during it, um, but I think it's I'm going to persevere <laughs> with it. I thought, no, okay. Because I, I I think they'll look. I want them to stand out. I want them to carry that. Um, prestige a bit more than just being dreadnoughts want them to look like an hq kind of without being an hq yeah uh, so that's going to be something i'm going to put yeah it's okay. it's not there's been a good sort of a three four hours of me just gently weeping while begging <laughs> something to dry quicker because I've, I've got the sculpt exactly how, sort of the, the, the shape how I would like it. And I'm only right. going for like a really simple design thing at the moment just to try and get the the flow so they've got some sort of movement in them. Got yeah. Um, and I'm, if, you know, if any of the, the people listening to this have any any hints and tips, then feel free to throw them my way because I'll, I'll take anything. What I've, you know, I did some research on the internet and things like that, so that was, that was okay. good. But... Uh, yeah, it's 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 been a journey. Uh, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's been a, a journey of self-discovery of levels of patience <laughs> that I didn't think I possessed, um, w- without becoming a Buddhist or something. Yeah, but, good. Uh, <laughs> it's it, it's been good, but no, I've been just and you know the rest of the time. I, so I thought with the custodes in general, 
after going to Blood and Glory. Uh, I thought I would make some small changes to the army just in general, but yep. layout-wise. Mm-hmm. So because I'm also an Imperial Fist player, they get Solarite Gauntlets. Right. Uh, which are the Mastercrafted Power Fists. Okay. And I happen to have some of those kicking about, so I've just been converting some of my custodes as they are now to have Power Fists just for a little okay. bit of extra punch. Oh, where'd you get the bit for that from? It's in the Templar Brethren. Oh, uh, right. I didn't use it. I didn't use them when I built my Templar Brethren because I wanted them to be the sword-wielding badasses that they are. Mm-hmm. So I've got two or three, I think I've got three, four of these uh, power gauntlets that I never threw away. And I thought, well, well, then I'll use them on the, the custodes because I'm playing against Grey in that game where I couldn't kill a tank. Kind of made me think perhaps I need to put something else in there that we can punch our way through. So that's that's. Uh, that's why that's I never throw I, I never throw any bits away if I can. Oh help no, it. I'm, I'm terrible for it. I, I, I had to have a little tidy up recently, and there was just one of the big, you know, medium-sized four-drawer bags with just one little thing in it that I hadn't thrown away, and I'd never taken out of the bag, and I so. I've, I now have a whole box of just odds and ends, and God knows what's in there. Yeah, I'm a little better. I've got a box full of um, full full of uh, uh, heresy heresy bits. Uh, you know, split into bags. Mark mm. two armor. Mark three. Mark four. That's, that's impressive. That's far too organised for me. Yeah, that's <laughs> impressive. You actually split them down to that level. Wow. I think I've got a like guns and bodies bit. In, so, in a little set of small drawers, and everything else just goes into a generic thing that you know you end up hunting around for for hours, thinking, "I know it's in here somewhere," and realise you used it on a model like six months ago. Uh, I, I am surprisingly organised for how messy a person I am. That is impressive. I have, I have a drawer for Space Marines, a drawer for Custodes. God knows what's in either of them. Does I mean this is actually here's another another bizarre thing that I'm, I don't think is unique. What are you are you going through your, your bits drawer right now? Yes. Okay. For everybody at home, that's Chris going through his bits drawer just to yeah, give so you some background on 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 how how large a bits drawer Chris has. Oh, and I just dropped my um, I just dropped my Space Wolf Contemptor. <laughs> Ouch! Okay. It's all going horribly wrong. It's like, all just, going wrong. Just, just so, oops, not the microphone. Okay, we on we all cool. I was just thinking about the fact that when you do actually have a bit, and then you inevitably drop it on the floor. And it just seems to go into some weird parallel dimension. Oh, God, yeah, that, that's awful. Yeah. Tell me why that is, but it's, everybody has the same problem. I think there's something weird about the construction of the resin that, that's like slightly tainted with the warp or something. Well, that, even if, you even know, the, if you drop it. Even the plastic. I was building some Death Company um, today for Megan, um, for her Blood Angels, and um, I put down the, the three bolters, uh, or the arms of the bolters, um, accidentally knocked the table, and can I find them? Can I help? <laughs> no. I've had, the, I've had the sofa up, I've had the table up, <laughs> the, just nowhere to be found. So I've had to, to, to take an old uh, old tactical marine kit that I used to kit bash some Devastators and sort of put on bolters from there. God. Yeah, there is uh, nothing more annoying than that in this world, I don't think, than that. But maybe Game Claims Workshop in their, you know, universal evil have uh, made some pact with some dark brethren. Um, it's, that, you know, it's so you buy the same kit again. Exactly, that's what it is. I think it's a clever marketing model. Mm, might have to look at their their balance sheet to see if there's anything from Yog sogoth or something 
Um, <laughs> Yog Sogoth Enterprises. <laughs> I, I mean, for, for my desk, I have I have built an extra edge, basically, um, so things don't go to the left off the table. That's a good idea. Because I've got a wall either side of it because it's in the in a corner, so. Yeah, um, I did build sort of well out of build. That sounds a bit clever. I did gaffer tape some cardboard <laughs> to the side of it, <laughs> just to prevent things going. I was really too far right. It. Yeah, I could just imagine you scribbling away with a with a chisel or something and hand crafting this lovely no, extension. But it's gaffer tape and cardboard. It's it's gaffer tape in the box for the Burning of Prospero box set. <laughs> Every bit of that box set is useful. <laughs> exactly, absolutely, it really is. Yeah, even the even the outer box, it's just genius. But yeah, well, that's yeah. Unless you don't play Sisters or Customs. Well, yeah. yeah, it's true. And why wouldn't you? Why? Yeah. And then and then again, Araman and uh, Gregor Failhand. You know, if you don't play those legions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so I think still a useful. Box anybody set. got any? Yeah, anybody got anything? Any plans? For, now we've got a, a sort of campaign thing coming up, and I was hoping to get my world eaters painted for that. Um, starting in January, haven't we, Michael? Oh yeah, does that start the fifth? Does it? Yeah. So I just realised. So luckily, I've got a couple of days off between Christmas and New Year. So I'm hoping I might be able to get some actual paint on some of these guys. And yeah. a bit more, it depresses me that I keep looking at them and they're just kind of all throwing grey undercoat at the moment i was just putting together a list for that last night and i was thinking let's take something that we've never used before okay um, well we'll come on to that later yeah okay so i think that's it for our current projects unless you've got anything else chris apart from your uh, I'm, I'm, apart from yeah I, I, well i have been sort of rebasing some of my imperial fists okay um, they can yeah they're not as as nice as my custodies bases but um, yeah, I've gone for sort of a. Uh, I'm trying to think. It is a. Is it the Sectary Imperialis? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, they're quite nice. Bases for those. And I'm going to paint those so they're Mars sort of Mars soil coloured. Yeah. Oh, nice. And that's the that's the plan for them. Anyway, so that's that's a. That'll be an ongoing project, just so they're oh, ready for the cool thing is September this, next year. You've got. Is this, that your plan to to use them, or is that the one you might? Um, lend out to the other brother the third oh, that's that's when i might lend them out to dave because i'll when i come up in september i'll i'll use my well i'll see what he wants to do but i think i'll probably use my custodes and yeah. let him use the imperial fists very cool. Um, the cool but just so they're based and look good for him the cool thing yeah. about them is they, they're they're very very similar to the um to the sector mechanicus bases um so you can throw and the necromunda bases as in. well so you've got lots of variety for um for that style of base, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. And I, um, it's, and they're all. I never based them before. You know, I just left them as they were. So it's something I probably should have done a, a lot sooner. But I thought I'd just give them a, um, give them a theme. So when the Imperial Fists go to Mars uh, to um, help liberate some of the equipment there, so I thought that'd be quite a good deal thing for them because Sigismund's my HQ for them, and he was. He was leading the fray on that one, so that's that's the you know that's just a little Ooh, side nice, project yeah. between between now and September anyway. So. Look at you and your fancy fun. storytelling bases. Well, I, I I like it theme, you know. That's, that's yeah. Yeah. No, I'm the same. Although my theme is really boring. It matches my <laughs> it ma- it matches my realm of battle board. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. So they look good on that. It makes sense. My theme is the destruction of my enemies. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the lamentation of the women and see them running before you. Exactly. That is what's good in life or best yeah. in life. Or best say. in life, absolutely. Yes. So on that excellent Conan quote that probably not many people get, but if you do get the chance, incidentally, to watch the original Conan the Barbarian, you should, because it's a treat. Um, we shall move swiftly on to State of the Union. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, so... Oh, I moved away from the microphone so you couldn't hear me, but shall we move on to State of the Union? Yes, let's do that. Let's, so, let's go for it. Yeah, so that's the, the, the news. So we've got the news that's uh, um, been going on in, in Heresy, and there's uh, not that much, but there's a little bit here. Yeah, so talk to us about this first item, because I think this is quite exciting. Um, yeah, uh, it was covered by Gino, um, 5 I don't know if you guys listen to them at all, um, or, you know, well, you've met them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're all coming to the Heresy Weekender as well, um, oh, yeah. which is quite cool. Um, they are—it's a laser-cut dreadnought drop pod conversion kit um, for the plastic dreadnought. Um, okay. And if you click the link in the show notes, guys, you'll be able to see plastic drop pod. The the the, the, the conversion kit. Yeah. So it converts the yes. the yeah. plastic drop pod yeah. that you buy from yeah. the Games Workshop. Games Workshop. Yeah, got it. Into um, a. Uh, uh, you know, a, a plastic. Yeah, um, yeah. fill it out a bit. And... Fills out the bits, adds the bits. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. I put some photos on Imager, which I stole from the um, Gino Five Two uh, thing. So, yeah, it's Thank sort you, of Gino Five Two. Yeah, yeah. It basically adds a new base and some oh, extensions yeah. for the doors. That's... Okay. So yeah, you oh, that's get. That's not bad, is it? You get. Uh, it looks really good. It does. It, it's cool, absolutely nice. fantastic. Um, and that is um, £10 plus postage and packaging. Never. Yep, £10 plus snap, postage and packaging. Wowzers, that's incredible. So for the price of what was a £100 drop pod previously, wasn't it, I think? Mm-hmm. The Dreadnought drop yeah. pod? It was well, 70-something pounds, I think. Oh, right, okay. I but think. even so, so a Games Workshop, how much is a Dreadnought? A plastic drop pod these days. Well, uh, you can buy it from uh, Element Games. Element Games. <laughs> Element Games. See, see, see. We're, we're, we're pushing the, we're the corporate shell. You can buy it from Element Games for nineteen pounds and twelve pence. So, so basically, thirty dread, quid. Thirty quid. Wow. What a thirty-five quid postage on that. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to get me one of them. I think if I get any money for Christmas, that's what I'm going to get. Yeah, because obviously you, see, you've got your um, you've got your um, Leviathan. I have. Yeah. Um, well, we're, although we're only three days before Christmas and I haven't actually planned anything, I'll quite happily get you one for Christmas, bro. Oh, do you hear it? You heard it here on on live. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Also, it means that you know I haven't got to worry about getting you anything. You know, up until this yep. point, it being the twenty first, and you know, yeah, that's okay. But you can get that from the xlc.co.uk. I think you have to email them. Um, I'm just right. checking if it's on the website yet. Um, xlc.co.uk I'll just double check if it's, see, see if it's on the website yeah, I'm not sure it is um, but you can um, order it uh, from them um, by yeah, emailing nice. jody at uh, the xlc.co.uk but we'll throw up a link oh, we won't. sure we won't. what I like about it is is that it's a really simple solution it yeah. is you're not wrong that's the oh. thing you just want goes but it goes to, be- to together better than the actual resin dreadnought drop pod, which apparently is one of the worst kits in the world to put together. Oh, don't tell me. I, you are, I've still got one of them to build. 
but yeah, no, it's not on the it's not on their website. But if you just drop them a drop them an email, I'll put the email address on our um, in the show notes. Yeah, and so, you can order one from I'll, there. So here's I'll a question: I'll hook you up. Do you think um, GW and their corporate lawyers, circa Yogsoggoth Enterprises, will be all over this? Potentially, because <sighs> is it is it is it copyright infringement? Mm. They're taking elements of a design, but I, my copyright law is non-existent. Yeah. I mean, it's not as if they've got an existing kit, is it? Yeah, but they've already had one. But I don't, I don't mind. He's providing something that isn't there. Yeah, I, already. Right don't get now. me wrong. I don't think it's a, ethically. I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I just wonder if you know they themselves may fall afoul of of them. Because I mean, it, it looks great. It looks perfect. This is the sort of thing that I think maybe Games Workshop should think about doing for for things more. It's just the small little bits of kits like this. So yeah. they haven't got to take like a big part of, you know, a big hundred quid model out of their range that everyone, that they know that everyone wants and that and, uh, they don't, they can't manufacture at the moment. Whereas yeah. there's an, uh, maybe just, you know, do what <clears throat> these people have done and just build so yep. that you can utilize an, an existing. Yeah, kit thing with maybe. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. It's, it's a nice, it's a nice looking kit. Um, yeah, absolutely. I might get one myself for my uh, Ultramarines because <coughs> I've got a Leviathan. Well, two Leviathans for them. Got you. I'm and terrible. I think you're right about the elegance <laughs> of the solution is 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 also quite appealing. Mm. You know, it's like you say, it's a it's a good bit of thinking. Somebody thought about this and thought, actually, do you know what? We can do this to get that effect. I quite like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, so moving on. Uh, next bit of news is Warhammer Heroes. So this is where Games Workshop have been asking members of the community to nominate their heroes in the hobby. Um, there are a few people who are out in our local community who are already angling for their nominations. Are they? Yeah. A couple who of people are actively campaigning. Um, <laughs> the, the idea actually looks really cool. Um, I know a few people I might actually be nominating. Um, okay. Because there are people who live, eat, and breathe the hobby and actually work to make it more enjoyable for everyone else. There is that. So I think the leaflet get... campaign starts here, That's right now. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You can you can nominate us if you want. Yeah, no, I would you never. Know. Wait, wait, we're, we're, we're not in it for the awards. Yeah, but there's uh, <laughs> there's, there's, there's there's some cool things going on. I mean, people can get uh, medals. Um, yeah, there's some there's a nice medal. I think there are some t-shirts and uh, dice on on show. Yeah, T-shirt, Certificate of Awesomeness, um, Place on the Roll of Honours, and an awards oh. ceremony at Warhammer World. Well, that's definitely worth it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but the pretty medal looks cool. quite cool. We saw the medal, didn't we, at um, Blood and Glory? Did we? Yeah. Did. You did. Well, we... <laughs> <laughs> well you, you, I'm, I'm, with your you know, connections in the industry, obviously they show you these things, us lesser. <laughs> no, lesser no, no, they, they showed it in the big seminar. I was what? probably asleep. Yeah, there, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of Age of Sigma stuff, wasn't there? No heresy. Yeah. No. Anyway, um, there were some giant rat things. I remember that. Oh yeah, that's right. That was uh, what was that? Something about Shadespire. Skaven. Yeah, yeah Skaven oh, for Shadespire. Yeah. Don't don't knock discussing things at that point. Yeah, don't knock yeah. Shadespire. It's a good game. Okay. We got, so almost bought it, didn't we? But did. all seriousness, I suppose, is it does show a, a change of. Um, 
attack that's been ongoing around the engagement with the, with their community, which is a very welcome change, I think. Yeah. Which I think is a really good thing. I think that they've, I don't know if they're surprised by the success of it, because I think people were crying out for it for a long time. So it's really good. Yeah. Long making. Yeah. Uh, they accept the fact that they can't survive without everyone else now. That's the thing. Yeah. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. So what's what else is there? There's uh, oh the the Warhammer forty thousand Facebook page unveiled a new model, uh, Captain General Trajan Valorus. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. There was a custodes release. Yeah, it is a plastic uh, HQ model for forty oh, yeah. k. Um, but obviously he'd make a good shield captain for heresy. Um, yeah, if you if you want him to look like the fanciest man on the table, he's not a bad <laughs> he's not a bad looking model. Um, he's got that same sort of. Um, axe thing oh. that um the yeah uh, the, the um the exclusive one has no one knows what the rules are for it that's that's my bugbear slightly yeah but it's, well it's just a paragon yeah. blade it's just like you know it's just an axe shape instead of a not paragon yeah. blade um, yeah, it, but it looks like it should be cooler it looks like it should be cooler it does does maybe it'll get maybe i'm i'm really hoping that he'll get some heresy rules as well because he would look very good in heresy he, mm. he, he would like to say he would like the fanciest man on the on the board, but you know What's maybe your if you're custodies, you're allowed to get away with that, aren't you? I mean, you've protected the emperor for goodness' sake. Yeah, yeah you can't yeah. look fancy doing that. When can you? But it's definitely definitely oh, good yeah. for heresy, I think. Yeah, I mean, I can see people definitely using him as a HQ. No bother. Would anybody be upset with that? I mean, I'm, about the mark of armor. I mean, people do get funny about this kind of thing. I mean, is it? It doesn't it's look particularly the right place. It's, uh, it's, her- it's custodies armor. I don't think that's actually changed. Because no, the custodies we use in heresy insane. are the same as the custodies we use in they are. 40k. That's very true. That's very, very true. So that's cool. So yeah, all good. Knock yourselves out. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'd definitely be a model I'd be interested in picking up. I'm just mm, wondering that- if he's going to come in individually or as part of a box set. Got you. The, the thing I have, no, he's a cool looking model. I don't know what the giant feather things are about on his shoulder. Do you know what? I'm glad you asked that because I thought myself, are those giant feather things on his shoulder? They are giant feather things on his shoulder, yeah. Yeah. be definitely nice to get a, a, another view of the model. Yeah. Uh, he he looks, he does look cool. He does, when I look at, Ix, he's a very similar sort of pose. I'm guessing they've sort of used Ixion Hale as kind of a, um, you know, the, the template for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he just, he does look, a, I know we're saying that he, the armor said, he does look like a slightly more 40k marine, a uh, 40k custode. Yeah. Okay, fair play. He just looks a bit bulkier, in, yeah. you know, I think. Well, we'll the see shoulder how, pads look massive. We'll see how he looks and uh, see how he compares to, yeah. you know, custodes. I don't imagine he'll be too, too dissimilar, but we'll see. No, I mean, I probably will pick one up. Depending so, on the price. <laughs> I was just thinking, how would he actually move around the battlefield? Because that big what, old, the massive thing and the yeah. yeah, I mean, it's right in the in the in the ghoulies, isn't it? You well, know, forty k if you're moving in a land raider. <laughs> <laughs> but if you ran too quickly, that's going to whiplash around something awful. Uh, <laughs> he's a super. He's a superhuman. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know, he's even more super than really, a, he's, he's got really big uh, knee. Knee protectors, that's what keeps it out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's the, it's the knee. I mean, he would have to be kind of walking around legs akimbo all the way, wouldn't he? He'd be like, come on, he'd be like, you know, proper man. He walks like a crab. <laughs> crab that's, man. 
Sorry, I don't know why I applied any kind of logic to the models and the sculpting for this model in particular, because oh, there's many other models that suffer from the same thing. But just yeah. the way he was standing there, I was thinking, wow, that, that brass, oh, that's going to smart. If you get somebody just, you know, runs up and kicks you there, right at the bottom, that's going to really make your eyes wince. It's gonna, mm. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to know about it. I, then Mark, three guys have the same issue. struck by him. Okay, fair play. Mark, Mark three guys have the same issue, though. They do actually. You're right, and I should. So I suppose I shouldn't complain too much. But my army is consisted entirely of Mark Three guys, so I'll, I'll be quiet yeah. now. Okay. okay. What else <laughs> happened? Uh, Horus Heresy weekend. Their tickets went on sale. They sold out within the hour. Yeah. So who says that oh, Heresy isn't popular? Well, last time it sold out really quickly. But last time when they did the advanced ticket sales, they let people who'd been previously buy um, four at a time. Right. Okay. So a lot went quickly, whereas this time they say they they limited previous attendees who got early access. They limited them to two tickets. Okay, well, that so, seems good. Uh, instead yeah. of selling out within like five minutes, they took a good hour to sell out this time. But it's obviously it, it, the the thing that a lot of people are talking about is the fact that it's not just heresy this time. It's also it's Necromunda. Got, it is, yeah, that is, and I can see that that's why people. And I've seen on various sort of um, Facebook groups, sort of people saying, oh bemoaning the state of heresy but you know i think i can't remember whose event it was might have been greetings from the warp or something like that had a or maybe it was gino 52 they they put an event up fairly recently and that sold out in even quicker than ours did so there's obviously huge demand for heresy stuff yeah yeah if you listen to their latest episode it's like it's sold out within a few few minutes uh, they, minutes, managed to, they managed to crash the website that they yeah uh, of incon incon gaming who sold it for them so it's great. I mean, it's fantastic stuff, I think, and really positive. But yeah, but this weekend, this is not a gaming weekend, is it? It's a sort of like showcase weekend. Of yeah, stuff. it's always been a come along, talk about the heresy seminars, like a more of a mini convention. I mean, there is gaming there. Right. There's usually stuff on early availability. And in the past few years, it's where you've always been able to get the next black book. Right. Okay. But obviously right, yeah. this year, there is no black book. No. Um, and there's, uh, you know, so it, it, there's a lot less content going on. So whether Necromunda is, uh, I think as some people have suggested, just this, just for this year to uh, um, talk about, to, to add other seminars because otherwise it's going to be a bit bare bones. Yeah. Or whether it's moving towards being a, a specialist games weekender, who knows? Yeah. But yes, you know, I mean, that... That would be involved, wouldn't it? Yeah, but we know, a, we know a few people who are going to it. Oh, someone eating. What the, what the hell is that? Oh, is that Chris and his... Hello, what? Are you what? eating something? Were, were you making popcorn? No, no, I, 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 I'm not saying over, and I was trying to quietly tidy it up. Ah. <laughs> okay. That's what All quietly is. Yes. <laughs> All the sound effects in the world. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, weekend, uh, we're not going, but we do know people who are going. And obviously, when it does come around, keep an eye on people like Garros, Space Bunnies. No, so not Space yeah. Bunnies, Battle uh, Bunnies. Battle Bunnies. Yeah, yeah. Where am I getting Space Bunnies from? That's a whole different sounds... website. <laughs> um, yeah, Battle Bunnies. I'm thinking of uh, plastic spacemen with guns. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay, mate. Um, there's always <laughs> there's, there's always good coverage of these things. That's the thing. You don't need to be there to be involved. Which, on the yeah. one hand, is a little bit of a shame. 
Have you, I've never been to one. I think you, you've been to. Have you been to a Heresy one before? Not a Heresy weekender, but I've been oh, to right. okay. open days. And this yeah. year, they started being really sort of, um, really within the do- minutes of the doors opening, putting out everything that's on show at the open days. Right. So on the one hand, it's almost like, oh right, okay. So we don't even get a few minutes to enjoy this to ourselves, or with us being the only people who know it. People on the internet will know it first. Right, I see what you mean. There's, as soon as it's out there, it's it's out on the interweb, so you could have just stayed at home and looked at it. Yeah, basically. but there is okay, something cool enough. about it. But we'll move on to that. Uh, okay, so what else happened? Oh, there's a new Heresy video game. Yeah, VR game. Yeah, v- virtual reality. Um, I think it's just for the PC. Um, yeah. Betrayal at Calf. Um, early access on Steam. Nice. Um, there's a trailer on the website. It, it looks pretty basic at the minute. Got you. I'm not. I've, we, I did some games development at my last company um, around sort of training applications in VR, and they were pretty cool. Like, I think it's still got a ways to go. Um, I haven't tried to play an actual proper game in VR personally. I don't know if you have Chris or Sim one. No, not yet. No, no, not not yet. Not yet. I have been. I kind of toyed with getting the the PlayStation VR last yeah, year, but yeah. I got the Switch instead, um, just because it's. I can take it on the train and stuff, whereas obviously you can't really take a VR headset with you. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that, that pans out. They've been doing quite a few games recently, haven't they? Yeah, but I think I'm going to... Have any, any reviews of it? Not that I've seen. Um, I will oh, yeah. check on Steam. Is it on... Let's have a look on Steam, see if anybody's mentioned anything about it. I think it's, an, uh, it's early access. Um, so... Any comments on it? I don't know if you can leave comments. No reviews on it so far. Okay, uh, fair enough. But as I said, it looks reasonably basic. It looks like the kind of thing you know you might have seen ten years ago on the the, the Xbox. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Graphics yeah. are really simple, but I don't know. The gameplay is what counts. Oh, yeah. And I got it's, it's an VR experience. It's the VR immersion bit, isn't it? Um, you know that, that you're kind of paying the extra for there. So um, we shall see. How much is it on early access? I don't know. I don't know if you do. Oh, it's available early access 2017. Um, it's not complete. It's still in development, as is uh, the way with video games now. Yeah, yeah. Well, No Man's Sky, as we like to call it. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you you don't get to you know when it comes to video games these days. Uh, you know, you don't get the complete video game when you buy it. Yeah. Don't talk you buy, to me you about buy the loot disc boxes. The game gets later. Yeah, loot boxes, DLC. Oh. Anyway, weren't well, well, you guys thinking of doing a, a loot box system for the company of Legends? We should have done, didn't we? Oh yeah. yeah, that's a great way to make tons of money if you're EA, isn't it? Oh god, yes. <laughs> uh, and that's that's it for the news, isn't it? I think that's everything. Yeah, there's nothing, uh, nothing else really uh, chattering. Okay, so shall we move on to games played? Um, yes, let's do that. Okay. Okay, so the only game I played this month was uh, against Graham. Do you know what? Depressing. The Clash of the Titans. It was the only game I played as well, so it's going to be a short. Guess we are slacking here, and of course, I know that Chris oh, yeah. didn't play any games because obviously his his uh, quota for the year is I'm, done. I was I fulfilled my ten games a year this year, and uh, <laughs> I happily knocked that all off in November. So, is it um, like a pilot's license that you have to like you know just to keep your hand in. You have to have ten yeah. games minimum. 
Okay. Minimum 10 games a year. Otherwise, okay. I have to sell my models. Actually, I've got to say, you must be able to pick up some games down there, surely, mate. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I probably can. Quite. And I, I, I probably will do now that I've yeah. got to talk to you guys once a month. Well, yeah. some, there's I'll, some, I'll, there's, try and, I'll try and see what they're... When it comes to events that right we're now. going to be running, the, uh, sorry, events that, that ask for a shout-out, there are actually a, a couple of events down your way, I think. Yeah, the, there is one in March, I saw, but obviously... Yeah. you got. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try and come up with... Uh, see you guys in March and things like that. So yeah. I did look at the one that the um, the Brighton guys are running. Yeah. So, uh, okay, it's just a scheduling issue. Right. Cool. So we played the game. We live streamed we it, did. which you can see on the internet right now on YouTube. You can go to YouTube and oh. watch the game. Or you can. I don't think the sound worked for the first thirty-five minutes, which is kind of like pretty typical for anything Age of Empiresy. Uh, the um, sound was the sound was okay, except I, I set it up slightly wrong. So when we're going for our army lists, you can barely hear us, or you can't hear us, or okay. it cuts in and out. So yeah, I think it was a pretty good game. I mean, you done. I've got to say, mate, you did a spectacular job of getting a live streaming studio in your in your living room. Mm. I was massively impressed. I thought that and was it look, it looks good for the viewer. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. I think with it the, looks pretty good. I, I was happy with the way it looked. The graphics and everything—it just looked proper. It looked incredibly professional, mate. So you should be well pleased. Uh, with that. Yeah. So we did. That was a three thousand point game. It was originally going to be yes. two and a half, but we decided to do it on a weekend instead of an evening. We did. Um, and it was your Iron Warriors versus my Ultramarines. It was. It was. So it was just. We got the lists here. So I'll just. Yeah, uh, I do. I open do. My list. So, well, of course, your list, Graham, was decided by the listeners. Oh, yeah, whether it was going to be an armour breakthrough or infantry yes. and dreadnoughts. Yes, it was. I yeah. don't know which I would have rather yeah. have faced. Yes. But I ended up facing infantry and dreadnoughts. Yes. So so, so this was, yes, and basically people said you have to take troops and infantry and dreadnought. So I took infantry and dreadnought. So I'll just quickly talk through those. I mean, we'll put these up on the thing. And Mark, Mark, Michael's done a fantastic job of um, making my army list look, look very nice. So good good work there as well. So I did have a Damocles Command Runner, but I didn't actually bring it with me. So, so that didn't get used, um, which actually makes my army list, now that I've looked at it, completely illegal. But let's not worry about that too much, eh? Let's not worry about that. Oh, no, I don't. No, I don't. I'm good. That's all right. I've got myself covered. So I was just thinking, okay, so I've got a siege breaker for my HQ in Cataphractor Terminator armor uh, with some Phosphex bombs, which I always forget about, a Thunder Hammer, and a Volkite Charger. And that was my HQ. Okay? So this is when I started to think just a moment ago. I was like, oh, crikey. Yeah, but, I didn't have yeah. um, anybody to do the Master of Legion, but we'll come on to it in a moment. So then I had three tactical squads, uh, all the same, all in rhinos, all with extra close call weapons, which is my, my long-held... Uh, tactic that i nicked from michael some time ago mm-hmm. um i was sergeant with uh melter bombs i think it's my usual loadout but i very rarely give them artists for armor and then i had a i've got the old lightning out because i really like the model and i quite like the way i've painted it um he just had two uh, twin linked auto cannon and a twin link missile launcher so not your normal spartan killer with all the um crack and penetrator missiles just a, I kind of took him as a mm. as a proper uh attack fighter yeah. so the battle server to control gives him tank hunter i think if i remember rightly yeah and then my, my favorite section of course the uh, heavy support section and so i had again another model that i've conveniently lifted from michael's armies which is the derrideo yep 
with the Altos missile launcher and the heavy las cannon, which is a, a really great unit in my opinion. Quite expensive, two seventy odd points. He rocks him at, but he's pretty good. He's good for taking Spartans out because it's strength ten weaponry. Um, it, the Exoshock's pretty cool. He's, I think he's a better model, slightly more survivable than and hits infinitely more times than the um, Venator, which is a kind of a similar model. Mm-hmm. But yeah. obviously the Venator is a hundred points cheaper, so fair play. But um, you know, I think it's a it's a good one. The, the Derrida's got weapon skill five, or blitz yes. skill five, hasn't he? So, so that's yeah, so yeah. hitting on two, hitting twos. Yeah, yeah. So so that makes all the difference, particularly <clears> as you put him next to an ammo dump like I did. So, well, of course, it's the world's biggest horrible. ammo dump. Because <laughs> I'm a horrible player. So, and then I had my other sort of default army list thing that you get with Iron Warriors, which is the Iron Havocs. Mm-hmm. So, three, six LAS cannons and three missile launchers. Um, and then a sergeant with artificial armor, an augury scanner in case Mark or anything, deep striking, and a LAS cannon on him as well. So, that's usually a good unit. Quite expensive. And the four and... 45 points is, is, is quite a lot for a 10-man squad, but they are they generally, you know, they do the job. Yeah. And then the first time out, out, of the, out of the engine shed, if you like, was the, um, the Ar- Arcus strike yeah. tank. So we've been talking about these new variants. <clears throat> this is the first time I actually got to use it in battle. Um, the heavy bolt of Sponsons um, rather than the last cannons, and I gave him the Sky Spear Warheads, which is the anti-aircraft. The other thing about the Derrida, of course, is that it's also got that uh, heretical, whatever it is, targeting array. Heretical, so it can also, heretical something. Helical. Helical. Yeah, that's what it is. So it can then also do um, anti-aircraft as well. So a bit of anti-aircraft going on. Uh, and then I had some siege terminators. So just... Uh, Seven man, so it's a quite a big old squad. That seven man tyrant siege terminator squad. Um, three of them with with chain fists, but that was it. And then for my um, Lord of War, I brought I brought the big man himself, Perturabo, um, in an after Istvan mode. So he had the um, foe breaker, the hammer. Um, and then last but not least, I had a defense line with, as Chris quite rightly pointed out, the world's biggest ammo dump, and that all rocks in at about two nine nine seven. Yeah. So that was me. Yeah. So I took, uh, I had a master of signal um, with a Damocles commander I know as his uh, <coughs> dedicated transport. Yep. Because the Ultramines can do that, which is quite cool. Okay. Uh, I took a Praetor. He had an architect pistol, artificer armor, digital lasers, iron halo, mastercraft, a single weapon, and a paragon blade. So bit kitted out there. Mm, Not that nice. it did much. <laughs> um, <laughs> I took a Quarters class <laughs> dreadnought um, with a Kerry's assault cannon. Um, These are the, it's the NACA version, isn't it? This is the old uh, cobbled together, slightly less armoured. Yeah, but a lot cheaper. Yeah. Um, then I took three uh, free rapiers with the um, um, I don't uh, with um, the quad legion support the the, the quad mortars that is um, with shatter shells. Yes. Uh, then I took yes. three quad heavy bolter rapiers. Yes, good choice. Um, then an assault squad of nine marines, uh, sergeant with artificer armor, plus power fist. Then the breacher squad um, with uh, um, uh, melter bombs, nuncio box, power swords because ultramarines get to take power swords. So I took nine power swords, uh, vexelia, um, artificer armor, breacher charge, and power fist on the sergeant. What's the breacher charge do? Breacher charge is like basically a template weapon which you put in front of you. Um, and it, it's you set it off, and if you if it's if you miss, it sort of scatters um, somewhere. 
Um, But it's basically a a grenade going off in front of you. All right, I've not actually successfully used one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, and then in my, and then I had the tactical squad with uh, eighteen marines in there. Um, additional combat, uh, combat weapons because it's just the best way to go. Yep. I think uh, Nuncio Vox, uh, Vexelia, and then Sergeant with Artificer Armor, Melter Bombs, and Plasma Pistols. And then in, finally in the troop section, there was a uh, tactical support squad. This is the Mark II one with the Volkite Chargers, the Rhino, oh. um, uh, and they, yeah, all with Volkite Chargers. They looked great. Yeah, and then fast attack, we had a Storm Eagle um, with uh, Armored Ceramite and Laz Cannons um, yep. to transport the big Assault Squad. Yep. Uh, heavy, support, heavy support was a Siastus Assault Ram um, to transport the Breachers. Yeah. Then the uh, Fire Raptor um, with the uh, Reaper Auto Cannon batteries. And then finally, a Sakara and Punisher. Um, you did, yeah. Armored Ceramite and Laz Cannon Sponsons. And then right of war, I took Logos Lectora, uh, which meant that I couldn't actually um, deep strike. Oh, right. Okay. So your Augury scanner was useless. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, just as my um, right of war, which is fairly common because I have four heavy support choices, is the Pride of Olympia. Um, sorry, Hammer of Olympia. So that basically means you have to take another compulsory troop choice, which I have. And for that, you get a uh, extra heavy support choice. Um, and there's some other things like if you fire your bolters, you can still charge, but it counts as disorganized charge. It's a really cool right of war mm. and used fairly yeah, commonly by a lot of uh, Iron Warriors players. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. So, how did it go then? Talk, um, talk us through it, Michael. Uh, what do you want me to? What, what, what did you guys enjoy the game? Yeah, yes, I enjoyed very the game. Much. I enjoyed it a lot, despite I losing fe- badly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I felt that Michael was a bit unlucky, if I'm honest. Um, and I think that I might have my army was a bit too strong, if I'm honest with you. I think it wasn't very pleasant. So that's um, a power game, but always a power game. Yeah, it's, I'm terrible for it. Like I feel awful. But no, um, this wasn't too bad. I think it would have been worse if I'd actually got Perturabo on sooner. Yeah, yeah. Perturabo. I'm, I'm, not... I'm glad that it didn't come on till much later, which made it more of a game. I think Perturabo didn't come on until turn four. That's right, yeah. So, he could not make a reserve roll. No, even though he comes on a reserve roll of two, isn't it? Or is it no, three? No, it's still three. Still still three. three. He can just come in from turn one onwards, ah, which, is, right. yeah, but, which is quite yeah. a cool alpha strike tactic. Per Robo so, just could not make it onto the board, and that really helped me out, because uh, once he got onto the board, he really just smashed face. Yeah, he did, unfortunately. I, mean, I, I, I took him down to one wound. You did, and it was really close yeah. and very cool as well. And I thought you were going to... I think it was only an invulnerable save... In the last round, that kept him mm-hmm. kept him around. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I goes, think... so, so I watched it back um, afterwards, and you put a lot of sort of firepower into him towards the end of the game, didn't you, Michael? You were yeah, just trying really to, sort of, to, just to take just him out. to take him out. Yeah, yeah, he deserved to go. It was only by sheer luck that he didn't. If I'm honest with you, um, you know, by the law of averages, he should have probably been killed around before. But um, you killed all of the tyrant siege terminators around him, mm-hmm. um, which was no bad thing. Um, I think from me, from my point of view, the so the units that I was most impressed with, I think, were the volume of fire from the uh, quad um, heavy bolters. Is it always underestimated? But it's a, they're a really effective unit for that price. I think. Oh, absolutely. Um, I uh, it's very rare I take them, but when I do take them, I don't regret taking them. Um, they really, really did some damage to your tyrant siege terminators. Yeah, I mean, it's just so. 
it's 120 points for that for three of them and that's 18 twin linked heavy bolt shots effectively i mean and it just by the sheer weight of fire you know you're not going to miss many and you are going to do a number of wounds even against two plus uh, yeah so they're a, they're a really good unit and very very cheap so yeah. i recommend those the other one that really impressed me again volume of fire wise was the um predator whatever it's called the punisher punisher, the punisher yeah but yeah. the punisher in thinking about it it puts out the same shots as it the does, rapier yeah. it, it, yeah. it's basically a, um it does the same as the rapier except it's not twin linked mm. but it is on a fast transport yeah so it's like a mobile version of that so but you're right i mean for the and the, i think they rock in at about 240 don't they points wise something about that yeah the kind of up to the 200s um punish is 180 points Oh, is it? Okay, so it's not that bad. So 50 it's not quid, like a massive... uh, sorry, not 50 quid. 50 points for the Laz Cannon sponsors I've had on there. So yeah. I said, yeah. I just popped on my, um, it on a, 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 a hole. It's the cheapest of the right. new new Sakaras. I think it's got also, a place, but it's... I wouldn't necessarily have... Um, I think I would have preferred to have not taken and taken something else in the long run. Um, it's good... Um, but it wasn't really filling a role that I didn't already have filled. Yeah, that's very true. And I think it's 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 what you would use if you've got if you're going to kind of play a, a backline defence with static things like the rapiers because you don't want to you don't want to move the rapiers if you can avoid mm. it. No. Um, the punisher's probably not not worthwhile. You're probably better off spending half the points and getting another set of them. Yeah, and the, and the rapiers I think are more resilient. Yeah, they are toughness seven. Um, you know, so they can you know benefit from cover saves and stuff easier. Yeah, and, they, well, and they can absorb the wounds easier. They can absorb yep. those hits that much, that, that yep. bit much more. The, the Punisher was gone end of turn two. It was. But to be fair to it, it did rake a fair amount of firepower in my um Oh, yeah. When, when, havocs. when it was actually firing and doing its job, it was it was brilliant. Um, yeah. it, it's a very good choice. It's just where where does it, it does it fit in your army? Um, yeah, I don't think there's a bad that there's any reasons to not many reasons to not take one or own I one think in the collection. But yeah, I think it'd be I good if for, it, a... for outflanking or or something like that. Mm. It'd be excellent. You know, if you could bring it in behind somebody. I mean, even I know it's thirty six in its range, but you know that would save you having to get it across the board. But soon they get shot by lance cannons. But you know, if you imagine sort of driving that in from the side, for example into somebody's backline defence and then just letting loose, you know, with 18 shots from that that um, that cannon plus the, the three heavy bolters, if you put a set heavy bolter side sponsors on. I mean, that's that's pretty effective. But it's it's probably a lot for 200 points for a sort of effectively a suicide unit. So, Is it a tank for the White Scars and Alpha Legion? Sort of suitable, you know, armies that can, like you said, get units behind you quite easily or um, units or, or armies that want to move you move across the board quite quickly I, while I, maintaining I, a good I'd fire say base. It, it fits quite well with the white scars it yeah. would do very well with the iron hands um yeah and yeah. uh yeah alpha legion as well because it's sheer volume of fire is yeah alpha legion i can see because of the outflanking I mean, what's that uh, effective range of? It's effect. It's thirty six inches for the gun. It is, yeah. Then it can move twelve and still fire the gun. Yeah, and so one heavy bolter. 
48 inches. That it's it's got yeah. a fret rate, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, it it can threaten units up to 48 inches away. That's true. And a five-man unit against it is is probably going to take even a Terminator unit is may going to take two wounds from that, maybe three. So and from a five-man unit, that's a big hit. And it's strength five, so. Yeah, so threes to yeah, wound against threes. Wound threes, yeah. You know, so unless it's custodies, which we'll just laugh at it, but everything else, I think you'd have to, it's sufficient enough of a threat, I think. But I think for it to be really effective, it might be one of those ones that you drive on from the side and just rip into something or somebody. But it would have to be against. So I think the a lot of people using phosphex based um, quad quad launchers, for example. One of the the quandaries you have is how do you deal with that because. You know, you don't want to be anywhere near that 36 inches, the range of those guns, unless you've got a tank that can withstand the phosphex without any any problem. So it might be a great unit, for for example, ripping through those. But, you know, you'd be wounding on sixes, those, wouldn't wouldn't you? Because it's only strength five, thinking about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if you'll see a lot of them when uh, the demons come out. Yeah, I think you might They'll be good. They'll probably be quite good again if... Uh, once sort of the militia armies, maybe if they start to take off a bit, I mean, they'll... Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, so, solar, like, solar Auxilia, um, solar auxilia militia, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna um, die to this. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. But like I said, I think, like you say, Mark, you make a really good point that actually you could probably do the same thing with three rapiers if you weren't interested in moving around too much. Yeah, yeah depending on what play style you're using, what, type, what design of army <coughs> you want... Um, I personally would, if it come if it comes down to it, I would rather go for the more static uh, rapiers. Um, yeah. But I can certainly see lists that I might put together in which this would would um, be useful. For example, uh, an armor breakthrough list. Yep. Yeah. Uh, can you take Can you take the rapiers in the armor breakthrough list? No, this is a really good question actually because it's it's come up before now. So the rules for armor breakthrough is you cannot take uh, anything. If it's got a dedicated transport that's a that's of a tank type, you must you can take it, and it must be have the dedicated transport tank type with it. Okay, so for example, you could take a tactical squad, and it can take a Rhino, or you could take a Terminator squad, and it could take a Land Raider or a Spawn. But the the rapiers aren't immobile, which is the other thing that you can't have an armor breakthrough. But they haven't really got a dedicated transport. I know that it, there's a certain um, right of war, which means they can go into a drop pod. But so technically, I think you can. But I would probably say I would disagree with it on the grounds of thematics, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, theme-wise, I wouldn't take them in an armor breakthrough yeah. list. And an armor breakthrough list is something I want to do at some point. Got it. Um, but so yeah, it would be a good addition to that, I think, because actually would. One of the things that you could potentially is a is a weakness of armor breakthrough list is high volumes of fire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can get obviously predators with um, predator cannons and heavy bolters, and the Sakarans with just a normal Sakaran variant kicks out a fair few shots as well. But yeah, this this would have a place, I think, if you wanted to um, just volume of fire something out. Yeah, because for my armored breakthrough list, I'm uh, that I will eventually do one day uh, from Ultramarines. I'm thinking, you know, few Sakarans in the elite elite slot, and yeah. then fill the heavy support slot with a Punisher and Arcus, and probably a Venator. Venator, yeah. So, which does bring on to the next question, though, which is if you had seventy nine pounds in your back pocket, 
and you had to buy a tank, would you buy this or would you buy the Arcus? And I think I'd get the Arcus every time. I'd get the Arcus. I'd buy a cast iron tank. <laughs> the Ar- the Arcus is the uh, most versatile. Yeah, because I think I think, and I'm not going to math hammer it because it's just not life's too short for that. But um, I think that if you like for like at the same sort of range, I think the Arcus would probably actually do more wounds against marine kind of equivalent stuff hmm. because you wouldn't be getting the saves. See, I'm going to go. I'm going to throw the third option, and I'm going to say I would probably buy the Omega. Omega. Oh, controversial. But that costs more. Just because I just because I'd done some reading on it recently. Okay, and so I, what, I, what, what? So that's the plasma version. Yeah. So what brings you to this groundbreaking conclusion? Because it can kill tanks and it can kill troops. Okay. So okay. It's, got, it's two options of fire. Yes. Sustained fire, so it's 24 inch, so it's short range though, but strength 9, AP 2, heavy 1, plasma burn, twin linked. It does get hot. Yes. But it's the plasma burn thing that's good. Go on. Because well, I know we've talked about it before, but I can't remember it. So, depending if you do a glancing hit or a penetrating hit, it, uh, you cause additional hull points. Right, okay, like the exoshock that you get. Yeah. If you glance a hit, you cause two hull points, basically. If you do a penetrating hit, it's D3. Right, okay. Well, on a strength 9 tank, on a strength 9 weapon, you're more often than not going to be penetrating anyway. So even if you don't get a destroyed result, you're still going to do D3. You've still got a good chance of, you know, hull pointing something off the board. I suppose the only thing is it's the short range that lets it down for me. Yeah. Because, you know, you can outshoot it with LAS cannons. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair enough. Um, was, but yeah. I, the thing that was really devastating about the Arcus, to give it its sort of time, I suppose, is that ripple fire mode where you don't move it and it fires twice. Because it, it can really put some firepower down when it when it does that, like. Yeah. Um, so I think I still, yeah. Oh, it's a good point, though. I mean, it'd be interesting to see how we could... Um, how we could get them to compare in different situations, but it's um, I think it's going to be a, a, a personally. I, I thought the Arcus was quite effective in that battle. What do you think, Michael? I think the Arcus was incredibly effective. It, it did a lot. It took out, uh, it, you know, it, it took out troops. It took out um, uh, flyers. It was yeah. it was just extremely versatile. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's got a lot of bases covered, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I'm starting to think. Are there any reasons to not take an Arcus? Um, which to me is possibly why it's probably going to end up getting nerfed. Yeah, I, I think you're probably uh, right. I can think of one good reason why you wouldn't take an Arcus, and that's because everybody else will be taking them. Yeah, there's going to be. It'll be interesting to see what happens in. So the next event we're going to actually it's going to be our own, isn't it? Mm-hmm. In March. So I'm interested to see how many Arcuses there are, because I think you're right, Chris. I think that they are going to become an auto-include for a lot of this, because it gives you a, a good anti-aircraft, anti-tank, and anti-terminator you know, um, um, option in one platform. And if yeah. your meta is very um, Mechanicum heavy, yeah, um, you've got the Mechanicum 
warheads as well. Yeah, the instant killing with stuff with cortex controllers, which I just love to do. I mean, I would just the day that that happens, I would something inside me would just smile. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't think I would take that. I think I would take the sky spear. The 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 um, anti flyer missiles. Yes, definitely. and then the missile, the 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 template missile. See, I don't rate that because I don't think it's I don't think it's a lot. Of, I mean, I think it ignores combat. It's only AP four. So I, I mean, unless you're dealing with horde armies again, I'm I'm not so sort of convinced about that one. But I think for definite, just to, the just to cover all bases. I mean, yeah, no, it's fair enough if you really want. To, yeah, I get what you're saying. Actually, yeah, I mean, if good... you go into an event. You might yeah. get. You might get. Uh, militia are starting to become a little bit more common. Yep. Yeah. Um, I would say it, it, it's a good. Uh, it's a good all-round choice to to take to take yeah. those particular those two extra missiles. That yeah. that would just be me. But, yeah. No. I, you're right. Um, it's interesting. I like to say. I think it's. It's. I think the, the the long and the short of it really is that it's such a good platform that's got a lot of things going for it but that it would be hard not to have a reason to put one in if you have one. Take one. Yeah. Bare minimum, the Sky Spear. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so basically, I think the, the sort of standout units for me were I think the, your your rapiers did really well. Mm. Um, and they were a constant kind of pain. I just couldn't get rid of them. Um, and they did you know do a number on a, a big old 500 point uh, squad. I think that some of your other guys died really quickly, which was a shame. The breaches, for example, I thought they might put up a bit more of a fight, but you know I was firing missiles at them, so not surprising really. Um, I think you got massively unlucky with the, your your captain. Didn't he get doubled out because he got caught under Perturabo's orbital bombardment or something? Yes. Yeah. So that would have been an interesting thing to actually get that tooled up um, guy into combat. But all in all. I mean, the mission was to was a secure yeah, objectives one, wasn't it? Yeah. So basically, we had to try and get everything onto objectives at the end. And I think at the end of the game, I think I had two, but only just managed to get your one guy off the one objectives mm-hmm. to make it two one or something. And I think I may have rolled more for the points for that. You did. So yes, I think that I managed to scrape it that way. But I don't think I think yeah I think if I hadn't had Perturabo um, and maybe taken a different list, it would have probably been a bit bit. Um, more balanced, but I think the fact that he, that he didn't come in till later also helped to make it a really close game at the beginning. Yeah, the game lasted longer because Perturabo didn't come down. Yeah, but then yep. again, um, if he hadn't have, uh, if he had come down a bit earlier, maybe my Fire Raptor would have. Uh, you know, that's yeah, a, that's a bit, that's true. That's got a reputation yeah. as a bit of a Primark killer. Got you. Um, yeah, yeah, that could have done something because again, that there's there's a volume of fire from there. Yeah. Depending yep, on how we play right. the turrets on the side. <laughs> yep. Yes. Another, another interesting question is that, isn't it? It was like that. How far do those turrets actually go? Uh, and I, I would love it. I hope to God that one that in the new book that is supposed to be out or pre-order of this. Is it this? Is it tomorrow? Uh, this year. Uh, they said or is this, it next Friday. This year. So it could be this. It could be tomorrow, or it could be. Uh, it could just be uh, next Friday. Thanks. Next Friday. I've got to mention that the Union, didn't we? Because I haven't checked the notes. Oh, there you go. Missed a bit of news. But yeah, no, I've looked at the rule book, so I will tell you about that when we come to talk about about the uh, open day. So, So, yeah, uh, the game, I felt, was quite fun. It was fun. I just, uh, I think it was just, um, 
there were some rounds where it was devastating for one way or the other. So it was, uh, you know, it just it was, which also made it quite interesting because I had to really think a lot about trying to get my stuff onto the objectives because I think you had numerical superiority in that regard for actual scoring units. Mm-hmm. You know, you had big scoring units. I only had 10-man tactical squads, which you kind of minced through quite quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had shiny model syndrome with the, um, the, the Volkite Charger support squad. Yes. Um, they, they basically um, did zero wounds to your time <laughs> i think they might have taken out one guy yep um it was just they 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 just did not roll well no i mean They're, yeah the Vol- next time they'll be brilliant though the volkite yes. should have eaten through that tactical squad just a bare tactical yeah. squad no artificial armor was there no no should have should have eaten <clears throat> uh, you know 10 volkite chargers into uh, a squad of ordinary marines it should have Really should have done, really done a number on them, shouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, it should have really screwed them over, but yeah. nothing. Um, yes. Yeah, and at the end, it was sort of like um, chasing to try and get my guys on, on onto objectives, but because you had the last turn, you were yes. able to mop up the guys, the single guys who, in many cases, who were on objectives. See, I always think that having this, the last turn is such an advantage in an objective game. Especially yeah. when, like, War of Lies, where even if you get one objective and your opponent has more, you still have to, because you're rolling for the yes. the victory points, it, it can make such a difference. It can. And I think, let's say just the, that going second, it does give you a couple of advantages, which is A, you get to see where the other person's deploying, unless they're doing alpha strike kind of null deployment stuff. Um, or And also you then get the option to actually hold back long enough to know, actually, I know about the last turn, so I'm going to be the last person to move my guys onto those objectives. So it is when you are sort of thinking about these games, sometimes it is an advantage, I think, to go second. Yeah, so whereas I didn't get any... I got my guys onto the objectives. Um, yeah. They didn't, they didn't survive. I couldn't stay there. And I think another advantage of the Iron Warriors came to the fore there, which was the, the not taking leadership tests from um, shooting. Because I was getting, you know, units down to two guys in one in sometimes, um, but they still wouldn't flee because they just didn't take leadership tests. Yeah, those Iron Havocs just would not. Yeah, because it was which all is, shooting attacks. They were just sticking around because I think they would have maybe they maybe they would have run. I think most let's say most usually, you know, on a, with a leadership eight thing, you know, quite a lot of times, you know, I've, I've I've managed to get units off the board by just you know taking three or four guys out and then then somebody failing that that morale check. So it does certainly happen. But like I say with Iron Warriors, you just don't have to worry about it, which does make them a very good army for getting onto objectives. Which is kind of in their fluff. Yeah, it's a it's a thematic thing for them, isn't it? And that's what they're. Yeah. Yeah. They get they get a place to hold it, and you know, yeah, everyone else catches up. Yeah. So yeah, it was a, it was a good fun game, and I, and I thought that the live streaming was quite good because it actually makes you explain what you're doing. If that makes any sense? Yeah, we had a couple of comments like that from people um, who were saying, you know, that 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 the, the, they they liked the fact that we were talking through our rules and stuff. Yeah, and I, I was thinking, well, I, we're not playing a competitive game here, so I don't mind telling Michael what I'm going to be doing next turn and what my thinking is, um, because it's about sort of saying to everybody else, you know, like I, I remember reading the old sort of White Dwarf battle reports, and, you know, they would say, well, in this turn, I was thinking I'm going to try and take this and that and the other, and then you could kind of follow the story of the battle from there. So we've tried to kind of replicate that in the way that we were doing it. Um, but I'm not sure where that came across, but I was just like, you know, as, rather... As a viewer, yes. you guys... 
sort of uh, narrated the the game very vividly, right? Uh, if you see what I mean, because okay. you were because you were talking through it, because you were saying what was happening, you know, pretty much throughout, um, and what your your um, you know what the thoughts yeah. were when you were doing things. It meant yeah. that if, you know those of us that were watching it or, or have watched it, you know, watched it back. You know, you knew what was. You know, you got the feel for it. You knew what was going on, which I think got you. Oh, that's was cool. ideal because you know you you can sometimes watch you know power reports and it, it's going on, but you don't really know what's going on. Yeah, because I guess if people are trying to play to kind of actually win the game. Yeah, you know they're not going to want to say, "Hey, and then next turn I'm going to do this because in two turns time I'm going to do that." Um, they probably don't want to be saying that. Whereas I think you know, with me and Michael playing, it was more about, you know, this is why we're doing it because this unit's really good at this and kind of explaining stuff along those lines. So if we do it again, we'll, we'll keep to that format. I think, Michael, because I Definitely. think that seemed to work. Definitely. I mean, we might just record games instead of live stream. Yeah. And just just see how yeah. it works because uh, my room isn't the biggest. Yeah. Is there going to be a match of the day highlights program? That's the thing I, I, I you know, I'd, I'd like to <laughs> rather than sit through the full four and a half hours. But we did have 129 people watch it. Never. Mm-hmm. Seriously, 129 people. Wow. Um, goodness me. So there you go. 129 people watch that. Yep. Unbelievable. Um, Unbelievable. Wasn't too bad. I mean, we had two thumbs down though. Did <gasps> we? Yeah. Two Crikey, people really okay. didn't like it. Well, you can't please everybody all the time, can you? True. Yeah. Although uh, yeah. I don't think they realise that it doesn't matter whether you give a thumbs up or a thumbs down on YouTube. It's still engagement and it still makes ours look better in the search rankings. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just saying you, we could, you could um, have a really poor battle report, really badly done and still get quite high rankings. Yes, if people are, if people yeah. are um, clicking the thumbs down. Yes, yes. But we'll nice. put a link to the to 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 this uh, live stream in the show notes. It is uh, four hours and sixteen minutes long. My personal highlight was two hours and twenty eight minutes. Was it? <laughs> what happened? Two hours and twenty eight minutes. I honestly, I I'm, I I can't remember. Oh, I thought it was. I thought you'd actually done no, something. It's like you no, had a break. If, if I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You were having lunch at that point, I think. Possibly, yeah, yeah. We had a break yeah. of pizza, yeah, which is very nice. Yeah, but I thought it was really good. Um, cool. You know, I'm not. I suppose I'm marginally biased, yeah. but no, I really enjoyed it because um, I've, you know, I've tuned in on my lunch breaks. So I, you know, work weekends, um, so it was nice. To sort of sat there for an hour watching you guys play. Cool. Um, well, which was good, and, uh, yeah. So I've watched the whole the whole thing back as well. And, uh, we'll be doing you, guys, that. you guys did a really good job. We're doing that for Thanks Company of Legends, though. Yes, because uh, so we'll, that's why we were testing it. So will me and Chris be able to commentate on them? You know, like uh, I'd like to do the bit from Dodgeball with uh, <laughs> <laughs> with the two commentators from that. I think that'd be a very cool. Uh, thing to do. I think I can set that up. <laughs> yeah, we can set that we, up. We we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. Absolutely. It, it's easy so, yes. Yeah, it's easy enough to set up. He has yeah. totally rolled a dice. He has That's absolutely. Look at best, that. Look at the technique. Best wrist action I've seen in a long time. That's anyway. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no, we, we, we can definitely put in a, a, a place for people to commentate. Yes, that would be very cool. Though that does mean so, I'll end up doing the rules queries. Oh, damn it. Curses. 
Nobody's going to have any rules queries. I hope not. Because I'm terrible. I'm terrible at rules I don't remember them being many at the last Heresy event. Mm. I think there weren't even many at um, Greg's event either that I can remember. No, there weren't really. Yeah, there were a couple of simple rule queries, but it was all simple enough. Okay. And where it wasn't, it was roll a dice. Yeah. We can take turns, can't we, in the commentary booth? Yeah, this is true. Okay, so uh, right, so that was that was the games played. Um, cool. So what 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 what's coming up next? So it's your, your review of the of the weekender. Oh we, well, it's not my review, but um, yeah, we got reviews okay. of the two big events that came up. So uh, we'll be right back in a moment. Right. So there were two um, events this month. Uh, well, in the past past month we had the uh black library uh weekender uh, which nobody went to well we didn't go to lots of people went to so i got some stuff from greg of the imperial truth and michael from track of words uh and they gave the lowdown on twitter and facebook so um new books that were announced uh, was slaves to darkness a title that's already been used for another book um that's by john french um it's a new it's a new novel set post beta garmon so there's a lot of talk that they might not do beta garmon which was sort of a big battle um that happened just before the siege um right and it's like it's a who's who of traitor primarchs and it's sort of going to show the implicate you know the implications of chaos on the primarchs so some of them are starting to fall so Uh, two of them have already become demon princes so Angor and Fulgrim are already demon princes, so might be interesting to see how people like Mortarion react to that, because he doesn't like chaos. So okay. the other one uh, was Wolfsbane by Guy Haley. Um, <clears throat> now this focuses on the space wolves going ag- uh, up against um, Horus' armies. The cover shows Russ going up against uh, Horus with a spear of Russ. Um, and uh, yeah. Greg says a question said it will explain why Russ hated the spear. Okay. So we got that. Then we've got another Black Shields audio drama, I believe it was, um, by Black Shields Red Fife, which is by Josh Reynolds. And that's going to continue Endred Haas, uh, ongoing mission to kill Horus. So he's one of the Black Shields characters from the Black Books. And he was in another Black Shields audio drama that was out uh, this year as well. Okay, I don't then, know anything about him actually. Probably cause I don't read that much around it. But I think he's so a what, former world he? eater. Yeah, I was going to say, what was his um, previous chapter? Uh, chapter former uh, world eater, um, and he's basically a loyalist, um, you know, pirate. Yeah, got you. There you are, Greg. There's there's some inspiration for your world eaters, aren't there? There is, isn't there? And then we've got the uh, next, uh, well, not the next one, but uh, the the uh, feature Primarchs novel, Vulcan, Lord of Drakes, which will sort of deal with the dynamic within the Legion as the Nocturnians and the Terrans come together in it. Oh, okay. So, and they also there's another. Sorry, go on. Um, sorry, there's another Salamander's heresy book out just recent now, isn't there? Yeah, old Earth. Old, old Earth, yeah, yeah. So. <clears throat> Which I started reading. haven't got through much of it yet, but we'll mention that in the book section. So, yeah, yeah. And one thing that did come out was that Belisarius Call um, will be introduced to the heresy as an, in an upcoming novel. Now, he's the Archmangos in 40k who's responsible for the Primara Space Marines, and they want to establish right, that he's been wow. kicking around since the Great Crusade. So it makes you wonder, right, okay. will the core model um, be used in heresy for mechanical armies? 
interesting. He'll be just a nipper at this point in time, surely. Possibly. Be like a little tech priest. <laughs> little, yeah. Be sort of running around, sort of cleaning the titans and stuff, I guess. Then again, he was entrusted by by Gulliman um, to design the Primaris Marines and the repulsors and bolt rifles and all that, so he must have been... Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've got to say, though, given the time it took him, I wouldn't be asking him to fix my car anytime soon. <laughs> ah, this is true. 10,000 years to... It's a long old time, isn't it? It's like, oh, oh while you're there, there's this heresy going on, right? We need all this really cool stuff quickly. Yeah, yeah, no worries, mate. Yeah. Uh, you know, the old metallic mechanics intake of breath. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be expensive. It's going to cost you. Definitely. And I'm they going to get parts. Yeah, it's going to just sit back in my little fab- fabrication thing and sit here for 10,000 years knocking it out. Yeah. So, yeah. But okay. they, showed off some of, they showed off some of the covers on um, on the Black Library, uh, not the what, Black Library, Warhammer Community website, which we'll put a link up for in the show notes. Cool. Uh, the other event was the 40K Open Day, um, which obviously 40K, but there's heresy there as well a little bit. Um, sure. I went along with my girls and my mate Nathan. Um, not yep. much of the event. Um because heresy, as it was put by um, Tony Cottrell, um, is very much in the recovery phase. Alan's death was really a huge blow to the game, and all yeah. the timelines have been thrown into disarray because he had a huge role in the game. Yeah. yeah. There was no Angelus to show off at all. Tony said on the one hand, it allows the models team to catch up because there's still a lot of Space Walls and Sisters of Silence kits to do. Uh, okay. And they also might look at going back and doing some of the missing kits from other legions. Now, I asked about the full Mentaris and the Locucharis, uh, um, the Ultramarines ones, but he was very tight-lipped about that. Okay. Which is a shame. Um, yes. I saw the rule book. Um, it's pretty solid. It's fairly hefty. It's more than just a rebrand of the seventh book. They haven't just slapped it into a heresy book. Um, what I was able to read of it, it's completely rebuilt from the ground up. So all the example pictures are totally new. The layouts have changed. It's now completely a heresy book. Okay, right. Cool. So it's not just basically taking the old seventh edition. It's not a copy and paste into a new. It's, yeah. Okay. Cool. Just reading Very through it. It's good. just the the sections where I was comparing it off on my phone to the seventh ed rule book I have on my phone, and there are bits where they have clarified stuff. Um, so the, the question I have with this book, and I will still have until the, the day it comes out, I suppose. If you've already got the seventh edition rule book, is it worth buying it? Um. Personally, I'm going to buy it because I like to support the hot the the the, the yeah. game. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but in terms of actually, don't do you need actually, it to play? You don't need need it. Got yeah. But it's nice to have a hardback proper it, it a heresy book that matches it. Yeah. It it's it's. I think a lot of people are going to buy it simply because they want to support the the the, the game. They want yeah. they want Forge World to keep going with it. They don't Absolutely. want to, they, because there has been a bit of a drop off of the game of late this past year, yeah. um, it, with the eighth edition, edition launching. Yeah. Uh, you know, people are playing that, and that's fine. You know, interest wanes, um, and with there not being a rule book right now, people who want to get into the game, you know, you have to at the moment they have to say, well, you've got to go onto eBay. Yeah, which is yeah, so, which isn't great, is it? It's a big step to get a rule book. Now the yeah. issue, issue they said was the lamination of the front cover. Um, which wasn't applied correctly and it was peeling off. And right. when you felt the book, yeah, you felt that. It was rough. It was, you know, oh. it was weird. Um, if Instead of feeling like the nice book cover, it felt like cardboard. Right. Okay. It, 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 is, the... it is cardboard, but it's weird. It's, it's, it's yeah. you know, the decision I mean, to hold it back, I think, was the right one. 
because the, the books are always high quality, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're expensive as out. I mean, you know, you're talking 60, 70 quid for one of the big black books, but they're always super quality, aren't they? Well, this is going to be, I think they mentioned it's going to be similar to the to the other red the books. Red, red books, yeah. So 30 to 35, yeah. I would imagine. But yeah, I think the decision to hold back was the right one. Um, it, it just didn't feel good. Okay, cool. Yeah. Is it the same size as the other red books? Yes. Okay, that's good. Yeah, and as I said, because it's actually a bit, it's a bit more less wieldy than the seventh edition rulebook, which is actually quite a big bloated thing, isn't it? It's, yeah, exactly. It's less wieldy than the main rulebook from, uh, you know, the seventh edition rulebook that yeah. they had that they put out in that free book box set, um, which is still lying on my yeah. shelf here. Well, that's going to go in the attic as soon as I get the red one. Um, Got it. Anyway, they they also had the Varagir Terminators, the Space War Terminators, in the cabinet. These are the ones with the bananas. Yeah, in person, they yeah. look a lot better than they did in the photos. Okay. And now I've seen the them painted ones up. ones look better. Yeah, now I've seen right. them painted up, and in person, they don't look all bad. The one model that, you know, the goofy-looking sort of second-ed um, rogue trader-ish monopose still looks a bit weird. Um, right. You know, it still looks a bit, uh, but um, it's, they're not bad. But personally, I can't see myself buying them simply because the loadout isn't great for the Vagria. Right. Okay. And, and it's not something you can change easily. I take it because of the way, because of the, the pauldrons and the way they've got fur instead of the leather straps. It's very, it's yeah. going to be very hard to convert it and make it look good. So if I'm going to make Vagria, I'm going to use, um, I'm just going to grab a box of Cataprachi and make them myself. Right. Make them um, like, just get the upgrade kits from Forge World um, for the heavy weapons and do it that way. Um, so, what's the Vagri? Were these the ones that were sort of sent out to all the other legions to make sure they didn't, they didn't turn traitor? No, they're just the um, the, the legion specific Terminator unit, a bit like the Iron uh, Hats. Right, okay. You know, the, uh, the, they're costed as if they should have two wounds, but they don't have two wounds. Okay. No um, they also had the Space Wolves Praetor. Um, which is a very good model. Looks like a space right. wolf, but at the same time, it's not over the top the way the Vagrar feel a bit over the top. Yep. Um, so it's quite, it's quite good. Um, it's nice. It, it doesn't look too, um, it doesn't look too much like it's a space wolf, but it doesn't look too much like it's a, it's not a space wolf, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I think you're right. It's, yeah. a, it's a fine line, isn't it? Cause you can make them look too, you know, too much fur and too much yeah. fetishes and all the rest of it. Whereas it, it's, a nice, it's a nice yeah. halfway house between a plain old legionary and a 40k space wolf. Got you. Um, then, uh, okay, so Tony previously mentioned that there's going to be two Primarchs like last year. He's very tight-lipped on who it would be, on who they're going to be. Rumours say Dawn is first, but we know how the rumours are often wrong. But it would make sense if the Primarchs that have rules uh, get done, and I think the only ones missing are Dawn and Alpharius. Uh, and the Night Lord's guy? Uh, no, he's, he's out. No, he's out. Is he? Conrad Cruz is oh, out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's been out for a good few years now. Then I had a bit of a chat with um, uh, with uh, Andy. Uh, Andy Horse, who's the specialist games guy, and we are talking yep. about the Necromunda tiles. I was saying how we might use them for some of them for Zone Mortalis, and that's something that they said they actually expect to happen. Um, because the card tiles, the way he put it was, it, it was a, it, it's been an idea that was floated around for a, Z- a Zone Mortalis style box game for Heresy that didn't really go anywhere. Um, which was interesting to hear. Actually, um, on that, I saw, I think it was on Battle Bunnies, 
they'd used the they tried to use the Necromunda doors. Yeah, they don't fit quite. So, and they don't quite fit, unfortunately. Even though Warhammer community said they would fit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he fully, Andy was fully expecting Heresy players to use Zone, the, the, the um, Necromunda tiles for Zone Mortalis games. And there's an extra set of the Zone Mortalis tiles, which will be coming out um, next year as an additional separate tiles. Okay. Um, what else was there? Uh, Adeptus Titanicus still in development, um, which is a heresy oh, game. I'm looking forward to that. Like I, yeah. I loved this when it was first out back yeah. in the day. And he's very um, tight-lipped about it. Um, won't it. give an estimate of when it's ready because they don't want to get people's hopes up for a particular time and then miss it. But the rules are done. Got um, it. It's just basically a case of the models. They went from... Because of the success of Blood Bowl, they went from do, uh, doing Adeptus Titanicus as all resin models to all plastic. Right. Okay. Cool. Now I've heard because I mean, there must there must have been plastic originally though when they did the first. Some of them were metal. Some of them were plastic. Uh, yeah. Was there a box box set game? Yeah, Adeptus Titanicus yeah. They had, a, had a box set game, but this one's a fully yeah. heresy one. Um, but yeah, they were they were saying that uh, yeah the um, you've got uh plastic plastic everything for it and i heard a plastic imperator is going to be the size of an imperial knight in 40 uh, you know a, a 30k 40k pretty uh, damn cool like yeah really absolutely cool. um yes yeah, so not much for heresy but with alan's death and eight of edition it's really impacted on plans in a way no one could have foreseen um necromunda had Got the it. most focus on the event there but heresy they i'm told will be back with vengeance next year um, but Necromunda's got pushed on me a little as an option for militia and warp cults. Which, right. When you yeah. think about it, the Goliath models would really make really good gene-crafted alchem jackers in militia. Yes, I guess that's true. Yeah. So, that's, yeah, very that's, cool. That's the news from the two events. Cool. Nice. So, well, I'm looking forward to seeing Dawn when he turns up. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely look forward to seeing. Do, do you think? Do you think they might might leave him? Because I mean, he's going to be kind of really wanted for the siege of terror, isn't he? Which I'm assuming that the, that's the net result of all of the books. Well, if they're doing two Primarchs next year, um, I suppose the two Primarchs because Angelus will be coming out. Yes, not next year for the Heresy weekend uh, weekender, but it might yeah. be the, uh, later on in the year. Maybe I don't know. They haven't said so it, get, definitely. You might get, you know, um, the lion or um, yes, or, or yes. Uh, um, sanguinius. Sanguinius, yeah. But okay. The rumors are very strong about dawn. Okay, because he does have rules. I think, yeah, yes, I does. think he's been talked about now for probably the better. I think eighteen months or so. And then um, on, on various places, I've seen him, yeah. him being mentioned as being worked on and sculpted, and uh, and Alfarius as well is 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 uh, someone that. You know, is is needing that that model as well. Well, he's okay. just every other model, surely. Yeah, true, exactly. true, Any true. Model true. It's probably yeah, just it's it's probably just a random. You know, they'll probably yeah. put out a random uh, servitor or something. Just, it's this random get, marine that you make from this bit, this bit, this bit, and this bit. Yeah, yeah just celebrate all for sixty quid, and all the Alphalesian players will will snap them up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just put him in a massive box, but like be a chaos <laughs> yeah. cultist figure. But never put a picture up. <laughs> on to books and we've been spoiled this month haven't we because um it's been the advent calendar so there's been quite a few heresy stories that have come out of that 
Um, so uh, first, first off, nice, I'll just nice selection of nice variety. That's the... yeah, nice variety. It's, it's good. We've had some Primark audio dramas. We've had some stuff. It, it, it's a lot of it is building up to the siege, though, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Um, so we're reaching the end game, aren't we? That's yeah, def- to... definitely <laughs> in the end game now. It, 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 the short stories are sort of like putting it very. We're in place for the end. So yeah. first of all, I'll just mention a little bit about Ruin Storm. Um, which it took me a while to read, and I think you're still reading it, you said, Chris. I have been, and I still am. Yeah, I've got about two chap, two maybe three chapters, I think, uh, uh, still to go on that. So very difficult story to read. Yeah, it's it's not been the easiest one that I've um, that I've encountered out of all however yeah. many, like forty odd now, I think it is. This one hasn't. Yeah, I've been. The, I have enjoyed it. I'm, I haven't not enjoyed it. I just haven't been. I haven't found the will to sit down and, and really power through it. I think yeah. you, you know, you've experienced the same sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. It's a difficult book to read. I think um, the, the problem is Annadale writes in very short sentences, which means the flow is very stuttery and it's difficult to read in long settings. Um, yeah, and we do spend quite a lot of time in Sanguinius's inner mind which I found slowed the pace down a little. Yeah, because because you're kind of stationary in that, you know, you're not, the story isn't really moving on when you're thinking, when he's going through his thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it doesn't, uh, you're pausing through the story a lot, which is, I mean, they're interesting insights because he is a quite a turbulent character, I suppose, mm. going through a lot of that, the particular moment in this, that this book is set. There's a, you know, he's facing a lot. Um, spiritually, I suppose is the best way to to put yeah. it. So it's in, it's good to get those insights, but it doesn't help the um, the, the telling of the story, as it were. Yeah. I, well, I found that anyway. Yeah. So I mean, the ruin storm is this is a is an actual character in it now, sort of, because um, it's been a very distant thing, and now it's sort of front and center in the book, and it's very weird. Yeah. It. Um, if 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 uh, Gilliam from Monty Python was writing heresy books, this would certainly be a uh, <laughs> his hand would have been a part in this. I think it's quite it's quite out there at times. Some of the some of the things that happen. Yeah, so, I mean it, it's so epic, it's almost ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. So it's about the attempts of the triumvirate to um, reach terror. Uh, so the, that being the lion, Gulliman and um sanguinius yeah. uh, but as you said the bulk of the story is mostly about sanguinius um so it, it, it finishes off the imperium secundus arc and it moves us towards the siege more um but it also ties up the story from damnation of pyphos which to be fair i wasn't sure needed tying up um i suppose they don't want because that was the I, same author, wasn't it? I suppose. Yeah, so, I didn't. I wonder really... if as an author, he always had a thought. You know, something always played in his mind, and he he wanted to sort of yeah finish his finish his tale, as it were. It wasn't a loose end that was really bothering me that much. I mean, the guy, no. the, the the Madal, the demon Madal, um, was in Visions of Heresy. Um, there's a picture of him in there. Um, I suppose it expands his character a little bit, but. I wasn't really that fussed about it, probably because no. Damnation of Pyphos was not my favourite. Um, Which is fair enough. 
but it is an important book because it, it sort yeah. of answers the questions about why of the legions that left Ultramar only one got to Terra. Yes, you will find and that's the thing. You'll find that out in the end um, because it really does answer the question. It's like, oh right, turns a little bit of what we know up on its head, which is always good because you, yeah. You know, we've you know, I think we we briefly mentioned it last time we had these preconceived ideas of what the what the story was gonna, you know, lead to and it doesn't take you to the places that you think you're necessarily yeah, gonna be going like, to. There's there's an idea about why some of the legions weren't there and it sort of actually says actually the reason you think they weren't there is completely wrong. They yeah. weren't there because of this reason. So Which is which is quite for, quite, you know quite fulfilling quite rewarding yeah so what else was that we had uh, immortal duty which was a short story which was released on one of the digital mondays but we've already had it it's part of medusa and shattered legion so we'll not say anything uh, about that um then old earth i started listening to it as an audiobook and it's so far it's quite good yeah i've, I've picked that up today yeah um and hardback so i'll uh, probably be a, a christmas read yeah, talk about yeah, that more next time. It's quite yeah, good so far. It's so far we've got um because we've got Shadrach Medusan coming back in it. Oh, cool. So and we quite like and I quite like Medusan. Yeah, I like I've liked the Salamander books um in the Heresy. I, I think that I've enjoyed their story. Yeah. And the things that, you know things that have happened to them the way that that they are it's cuz I've ne- I was never really that in 40k certainly, I, I was never that enamored with them mm-hmm. but i think this is kind of i've fallen a little bit more in love with them as a legion yeah um through the books that i've that i've i've read and I, i'm looking forward to reading yeah. seeing what vulcan's like once he comes out of the yeah i mean the books uh, out of the fire the books so far very good but talk about it in more detail next time yeah actually uh then the next one that was out was one for graham uh perturabo stone and iron um, now that's the first one by Robbie McNiven. Um, he's been the first heresy book okay. by Robbie McNiven, um, who's a friend. So I will see if I can get him onto the show at some point. Um, That'd be awesome. The audiobook is actually really very good. Okay. Uh, well, audio drama, I should say. And it's basically, oh, it's a battle between the orcs and the fourth legion, uh, who are fighting alongside the Imperial fists. And if you were just, if you wanted to listen to a book about an introduction to Perturabo, this will be perfect because you, you really get to see how unlikable he is, um, his condescension towards others, and there's also a brilliant insight into his relationship with the Inferior Fists before it kind of turned to one of just bitterness. Got you. So, oh, so I'll give that one. I definitely. Yeah, it's only a twenty-minute, twenty-minute okay. story. And I like, is, it, is it an audio drama? Did you say? Yeah, I like audio the, drama. Yeah. yeah, I like the format. Oh, cool. So it's Definitely quite cool. It's sort of like, um, you know, it basically shows Perturabo, a little bit of a dick towards his own sons. Um, yes. but He's a tough master. Yeah, pretty good. Um, then we had Duty Waits, which was by Guy Haley, um, which is a story literally about waiting. Um, and it, it covers... riveting. <laughs> it's actually not too bad. It, it covers some of the Imperial Fists who sort of deal Ooh. with the boredom and, and fullness of a long wait. Uh, and how their waiting differs to that of an ordinary human. Um, it also explores a little bit about the defend the defences of the Imperial Palace, um, okay. some of which yeah. I'm sure are going to be explored in later books. Um, but there's actually a lot of tension in there for such a short story because they're sort of on a the, the tensions are really high, 
and okay. and it shows how str- the spray the strain can really spill over because the, the imperial fists are also dealing with a civilian population who are stuck in the palace as well. Yeah. Okay. I, I must admit the the book about imperial fists waiting didn't actually sell it to me massively, but now you've put a bit more context on it. It's, I can, it's I can only what really? um, fifteen pages. Okay, right. Okay, so it's, it's it's only these are these these ones that they've released for the advent. They're only short. Okay, yeah, got yeah. Um, then we had Magisterium by Chris Rate. Um, Actually, before we before we, before we move on, I think it, what that sounds quite interesting about that is that the thing that I find interesting about the Space Marines as a whole is their their difference from humanity. Mm-hmm. And you sort of mentioned there that the way that they wait and what their perception of time is, is probably very different to that of a human. Mm-hmm. So that could be quite an interesting kind of uh, look at things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so then we had Magisterium by Chris Rort, which is a um, uh, uh, sequel, I suppose, to um, Master of Mankind. Um, so it's basically a story about the Custodes, um, and it's written from the point of view of one of the survivors of the War of the Webway, uh, and how the Custodes sort of come to terms um, with their new uh, role, because they almost got wiped out during the War on the Webway. Yeah, this um, I'm, quite, I'm quite excited about reading. It's, you know, just to see what happens to them post uh, Master of Mankind, because it's quite it's left quite abruptly. Master of Mankind, I, I think. Yeah, it, it does finish quite abruptly, but this one sort of finishes it off. It serves as an epilogue. Yeah. Uh, to it. Um, uh, so we sort of see Valdor squaring up to Rogel Dawn, and in, then flashbacks, we have Lehman Ross hanging off the back of a ra- land raider as he swings his sword around. Which is Maximum Ross, isn't it? Let's yeah, be basically. Maximum he's like, Ross. He's like, come That's on! That's my new band, by the way. Maximum yeah, I like Ross. Maximum Ross. That sounds like a really cool um, kind of um, 80s hair band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's not really action packed, but it's one more of sort of contemplation, and it sort of forms part of this whole with the advent uh, stuff of ramping up towards the siege. Yeah, um, but the dialogue in it is really good, especially the yeah, dialogue sure. between Baldor and Ro- and Rogel Dawn, because there the power has sort of the balance of power has sort of shifted, which is all oh, right. I see. Um, then there was so towards ne- dawn and away from Valdor. Yep. Yeah. Well, to, to away from Valdor and towards yeah. dawn. Yeah. It's sort of like um, you were the defenders of the palace, but now you're wiped out. You know, and this is our thing to deal with. Got yeah. Um, it's our job now. Yeah. So then you've got now peels midnight by John French, um, which is sort of like the last moment of calm, calm before the storm. It's literally the story of the final few hours before the siege of terror actually begins. That's a great title. As well, I've got to say, if I was going to write a title for a book, that is a belter. Yeah. And it um, just sums something up with like the tension. It's great. Exactly. So we sort of catch up with some guys that we saw in Praetorian of Dawn, and we sort of see their preparations in the final hours, um, from space marines to conscripts in the hives. Um, again, no action in the book, but it's all about tension and building it up. Because it yeah. is literally the countdown to the, the Horus' ships arriving in the solar system. Nice. Um, that does uh, sound pretty cool. But it's it's sort of like, this is the book to read before whatever book, uh, The Ventral Spirit Arrives in the Solar System. Got yeah. Oh, cool. Um, and then we had a little bit of an odd one, uh, Dreams of Unity by Nick Keim. And it's it's one that I think people have been calling out for, um, because we had Thunder Warriors in Outcast Dead. 
Yeah, because that's the only time we've sort of seen them, isn't it? They, I can't think of another time <coughs> in any of the books where they've really meant been apart from like when the custodes killed them all. Yeah, in Master of Mankind. I can't remember too many references to the Thunder Warriors. Yeah, but this is this. You've got a few remaining Thunder Warriors here who have sort of moved underground and are basically wrestlers. All right. Um, uh, to avoid being slaughtered, and it's a bit of an unusual angle uh, because the characters. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wrestlers? Did you say? Yeah. Yes, wrestlers. Wrestlers. Okay, this has you taken know, a very, very like the thund- like the Thunderdome. They go in and, oh. and, and have bite, bouts with each other in some sort of, <laughs> in some sort of, uh, you know, they're, they're fighters in a ring. Okay. Um, uh, and sort of, th- it's not mentioned very often, but because it would be epic if they did. Um, have a big fight in the ring, but there's a little bit of action there. But it's only like you know, 15 pages again. Okay, um, fair it's have you new... not seen Hulk Hogan? He was clearly a Thunder Warrior. He Definitely was totally a th- Thunder Warrior. The Rock. I mean, he'd be a great Thunder Warrior, wouldn't he? he would... Okay, fair. Oh, enough. It might be a little oh. small. There's a conversation for another time. Giant. Yeah. How would you cast a a heresy movie? But anyway. Definitely. Yeah, go on. Um, That's a good one. Very unusual angle because the characters are all very much from a time before the before Unity, so they've got some different perspectives. Um, but it's very bleak as well because obviously the Thunder Warriors are falling apart, literally. Yes, because limited time, limited lifespan for them, wasn't it? Yeah, that was their problem. So, um, some great action scenes in there, though. Um, and then we've got the last one that we've had. I mean, there is another one coming out soon. Um, in, in the actually, film. before we move on, I, I, just for those of us who who don't know and should know, so. This is going to sound such a new Are you question. going to ask what Thunder Warriors are? Well, I, I vaguely remember what they are, and I just want to make sure that I'm on the right kind of track here. So the... I haven't read Master of Mankind, and it sounds like that's a book to read. So the Thunder Warriors, really these were the proto-Space Marines, weren't they? These yeah, were created they were... before the Space Marines, is that right? Yeah. They were bigger and stronger than Space Marines, but they weren't designed to last. Right, I see. So, they so were... why did... Sorry. Yeah, go on. Why were they killed by the... Um, Emperor? Well, he was, like, sick of them. They were basically mental. Right. Um, So they were more more brutal. They were were designed to unify the world, um, not not conquer the galaxy. Um, So the way they fought was was one of sheer brutality. Right. I get you. Um, As opposed to... You know the the space marines who were designed to go out conquer and then build worlds back up. Yes, um, these were literally brutes built in the harsh conditions of yeah. terror. To, yeah, just to destroy, to to, re, to reunite. Whereas the space marines had a, a modicum of creativity and that's culture and could take orders and yeah. follow orders and so, stuff like that. So whereas the, the, the thunder warriors were there to clean to cleanse. Yeah, right. the best. They they were like um, a blunt tool of destruction. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and there weren't much else towards that. Um, I hope I'm not the only person who was thinking that when we get the four or five listeners that actually listen to this podcast come back. But you know, if you if you if you were like me and you didn't know, now you do. So thank you, mate. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, stronger than a stronger than a space marine, but not as yeah. You know, refined. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And then the last so, one we had was Malkador. First Lord of the Imperium, which is a um, uh, which is an audio drama, a Primarch's audio drama. Even though Malkador's not a Primarch. Hmm. 
No, I know who he is, so we're okay with that. Yeah. Um, and that's by Laurie Golding, which is a bit of a tough one for me because I've got a love-hate relationship with Laurie Golding's work. But it's an interesting listen to. Um, and at the end, I kept scratching my head trying to work out what actually is a lie, what's the truth. How many lights are there? Uh, Star Trek, the next generation reference there. Nice, I like it. Yep. Um, it's it's very well crafted as an audio drama. Writing aside, it's really very well crafted. Um, you sort of have the haunting tone of the Bell of Lost Souls in the background, which sort of fades in and out. And Malkador is basically sat with um, one of his, you know, um, I'm not sure if you can call them friends, but people who works for him yep. as they as they die. And he's sort of trying to console them. But it's, okay, a, okay. it's a very weird one because, as I said, you're left wondering what what is actually going on. His Malkador basically, because Malkador says something, uh, he gives us a story, but is it true? He's okay. an interesting character, Malkador. He is, isn't he? He is, because he's not um, superhuman. He has got telepathic um, psycho. psycho uh, yeah, psychic psychic. Powers, most powerful psyker in the Imperium, apart from the Emperor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and he obviously, you know, starts to form the the Grey Knights effectively with um, Garrow and what have you. So he's a, a really interesting character, but also one not held in particularly high regard by the other Primarchs. Yeah, but it, it's sort of like you could out of this if what he says is true, which in the end he sort of you get the feeling that he's saying actually it's not true. Um, you could get the explanation for the entire heresy. Okay. Sounds cool. But anyway, it's interesting. But anyway, so that's that's everything that we had out this month. There is another upcoming audio drama, which is a uh, Conrad Kerr's audio drama. Right. Different. Yeah, so there's a Conrad Kerr's audio drama coming up, which is a little bit different because we've not had him, whereas everything else... You know, we, we, we've we've had a bit of a insight into them. So, and then rest of the upcoming books, we'll just run through them quickly. Um, is the next heresy book? Uh, sorry, Primarch's book, uh, Fulgrim, which is the Palatine Phoenix in January. Then the limited okay. edition of Ferris Manus, the Gorgon of Medusa, will be out um, as well in January. Yes. Then the next book in in the main sequence, which is uh, Burden of Vorty, is out in February. And that, as I said, is a compilation of short stories and audio dramas. So we've got Perpetual, Binary Succession, Into Exile, Ordo Sinister, uh, Heart of the Pharos, Cybernetica, 13th Wolf, and The Wolf King. Nice. And then in March, we've got Jagatai Khan, Warhawk of Chagoras. Yes, that sounds cool. And is that another one of the um, Primarchs? Primark Heresy book, uh, yeah. series. Yeah, Primarchs Heresy, which is a bit odd because we normally get a um, retail version and a limited edition at the same time, but in March we're already getting a limited edition. Oh, nice. Wow. So there's some good, some great stuff, actually. There. So I must admit, even I'm some of that stuff I'm definitely going to pick up because it does sound really interesting um, I think you would really like um, the, the Perturabo one yeah I'm going to get that but I'm, I quite like Malkador as a character so I'm, I'm quite intrigued by him he's a bit interesting it's a good one again it's 20 minutes got you it's really so, yeah, definitely... uh, it's really quite um, it is actually a really good one I, I really enjoyed it as I said I, I've got a love-hate relationship with Laurie Goulding's writings um, and most of that's because I've met him and I didn't like him um, <laughs> okay. well that'll, that'll do it <laughs> I dislike him that's my that's my issue uh, right. um, I know other people I know other people who love him um, 
but he's not uh, he's not a man I get on with. Um, but the 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 actual story itself is pretty good. I'm just looking here; it's 25 minutes long. All right, okay. I'll give well, it a I'll give it a spin. And what's Malkador is I like characters like him because he he seems to be you know very much keeping things together. You know, what I mean, he's kind of like the emperor's right hand man, and I can see why the other primarchs are jealous of that because you know they think that should be them being those kind of sons, effectively. Whereas you know, who is Malkador? Where does he come from? Is that ever explained? Um, there's a little bit of it where he came from explained, right? Like he says how old he is, but again, okay. is that the truth? Yeah, very interesting. So I'm going to give that one a spin, mate, because that that does look interesting. Yeah, and I so would I, I would also give you Stone and I oh, Rabo yeah, yeah. one uh, right. uh, uh, look as well because that is that is brilliant. Okay, cool. so that's the books. So yes. um <clears throat> uh, Okay, so let's move on. So uh, our Top Gear challenge. Yes, so this is our kind of not too frequent event, but where we've done it before, which is the two of us. Now we have three of us. This actually becomes a proper Top Gear-like challenge. For those of you who have watched Top Gear um, will have known that the three presenters are usually set a challenge, um, usually around some sort of automobile, and they're due to fulfill it and get up to some hilarious jinx on them and along the way. We don't, I'm afraid to uh, just uh, put that out there because um, we're obviously doing this in a podcast, not in a studio and travelling around. Have I bought a James Maywig for nothing? You have, I'm afraid, mate. And I have you know, got the leather jacket for the Jeremy Clarkson role. Yeah. Uh, okay. And the, obviously, Michael being the good-looking one is uh, Richard Hammond. Good-looking. So, okay, something, something for the ladies. <laughs> something for the ladies. So the uh, Top Gear Challenge. So this is uh, – we put this out there to um, – our, our uh, listeners on the on the Facebook page uh, to see if there was something they wanted to pit us to go through um, and have a look at, and uh, we got this really excellent suggestion from uh, John Grenville Globe or Golb, Golb sorry, uh, and he uh, said, "Why don't you do a bit of uh, focus on the legions that are in Book Six, specifically uh, the Dark Angels, White Scars, and Blood Angels?" And we thought oh, that's a damn fine idea. So, uh, in, a, in a weird segue in Top Gear, it, with uh, regards to automotive functions, um, the uh, Top Gear music is uh, Jessica by the Allman Brothers. And the Allman Brothers, one of the Allman Brothers, died in a motorbike accident, which is very, very topical because I'm doing white scars. So, and, and they love motorbikes. And they love the bikes. And Chris, you decided to do... I went to the Dark Angels. Dark Angels. And that left uh, Mike to pick up the Blood Angels. So the challenge was to create a two and a half thousand point list. um, And we would then judge it on its thematicness with the actual Legion. um, And does it capture the narrative of the army? um, How effective it might be and how much fun it would be to play. And finally, actually, how much it would cost you to put this army together. Yep. So we've all done the lists. So, who wants to go first? Who's first to lay down? Well, why don't you go first, Graham? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Oh, oh, you like the sound of your own voice. I do. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm glad that you've, uh, you finally twigged that. Uh, let me see if I can find uh, my army list, of course. That would probably be helpful. <laughs> From what I remember yes. seeing, it, it was 59 jet bikes. And... Yes. <laughs> so, I've gone for the, for the White Scars, and I've got to say, 
once I started investigating this a bit further, so I was surprised, if I'm honest with you, how little there actually is for White Scars or any of these legions in book six. It's basically two pages. Yeah, yeah there's, not, there's not a lot for them. It's just Which sort is- of a, uh, a couple of pages of, uh, of um, <clears throat> uh, basic, very basic rules and two rights of war. Yes. Yeah. But I've got to say, given just that, they're actually pretty effective. Um, now, I haven't got the book in front of me, unfortunately, so if somebody's got book six, they can probably help me out yep. um, to hand. So what I, they've got a really cool right of war, and the, the right of war that the um, White Scars had that appealed to me in terms of putting a thematic army together was this, uh, now, how do you pronounce this? Chagorian Brotherhood. Brotherhood. So that right of war, if somebody's got book six, could you... Just give it a read out for us. Uh, okay, so you've got ride like, uh, the rules. You've got uh, ride like the wind. So bikes and jet bikes become compulsory scoring troops. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you've got lightning strike, which gives bikes and jet bikes get hit and run. Um, Very useful. Infantry units without heavy salvo or ordnance weapons get hit and run and outflank. Yes. Uh, infantry units with any such weapons only gain outflank instead of hit. They don't get hit and run. Yep. So yes, you get outflanking land raiders, Spartans. Yes, and and um, hit and run catapractai. Hit and run catapractai. Wow, goodness me, you can, couldn't you? Yeah, think I'll do it. Uh, yeah. Infantry that doesn't begin the game inside the transport must begin the game in reserves. Yes. Uh, vehicles with more than three health points that are not fast begin mm-hmm. the begin in reserves. Very interesting. Um, your heavy firepower, so you know they'll be uh, late to the party. But, yes. Um, and your non-infantry units don't get outflank. That's right. So, so they couldn't outflank the tanks. For yeah. Example. So that means you're dealing with your big. Na- that means dealing with the big nasty stuff uh, is a bit of a challenge. Really, isn't it? Well, you see, now I don't think it is, and I'll show you why. Okay, what so else I think is that? Oh, Warlord must have a bike or jet bike. Yes. Um, d- 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 can't have more heavy support than fast attack. No problem. Um, and you can bring allies. There you go. So, don't need any of those because this is a belter of a list, I think. So, I think it says that the as if the vehicle type isn't fast, if it can come on. It, it would actually be on the table to start with. Is that right, Michael? Just go back to that vehicle section. If it isn't fast. Yes. So if it is fast... Vehicles rather, with can... more than three hull points that are not fast must yes. be in the game in reserves. So guess what has three hull points and is fast? Oh, so, um, an Arcus. A Rhino. Arcos. The Arcus, of course. <laughs> so you can have the Arcos. So that's top of my list. The auto include there. Right, so my yeah. first item of item of uh, business, heavy support would be the single Arcus. Okay, armored ceramite dozer blades and the Arcus launcher and the sky spear warheads as mentioned previously. And I think that would look great painted in white scars colours as well, if I'm honest. Definitely. So then, for my troops' choices, I think there's something that is actually more about the, not the right of war, but actually the way that the that the army is constructed. Um, is there anything that I think has got a movement of twelve gets uh, get some special rules i think it's on the second uh, page Michael. yeah and their special rules uh the, i think if you end up um six inches from where you were um a full six inches away from your starting position or 12 inches if it's a vehicle bike or jet bike um so you've got to go in a straight line really yeah um in the movement or assault phase um then you can re-roll failed to wound rolls of one on all attacks, and they get a get cover save of six plus. 
um, or improve an existing cover save by one to a maximum Brilliant. of three plus. Great stuff. And don't they get skilled rider and stuff like that? I can't remember. Um, born in the saddle, yes, they get yeah. skilled rider. Even if you don't have a bike, you get skilled rider. And I think skilled rider gives you move through cover, doesn't it? Or does um, it give you? A plus it makes one, you, you auto pass dangerous terrain tests. That's right. Yeah. So fantastic stuff. So what I've gone for here to give it the theme. Um, so I've gone for an assault squad. Um, just a normal assault squad um, with jetpacks um, and with melter bombs. Because actually yep. multi-bombing them, it's actually a bit lazy. And there's a, another thing that I'll come on to later um, about how lazy that is, because actually that's a really useful unit to take. Um, the next thing that I've taken is the real kind of bones of the army, which is um, jet bikes. So Sky Hunter squadrons. Uh-huh. So I've got six, <coughs> six of those, uh, two lots of six, effectively. So that's 12 in total. Um both two of them have got multi-melters and you know what? i started looking at bikes at these bikes and they are phenomenally good mm-hmm. um because they've got you know the two plus save yeah. they get a four plus jink um they've got the toughness five i think they're only one wound um, oh, yeah yeah but you know they move 12 they've got hit and run which we've just discussed if they move 12, they get those special rules. They're never going to, you know, roll a one and um, kill themselves because they're all skilled riders. So this is a great unit for basically getting on the board and just murdering across the across there to get in somebody's face really quickly. So again, I've given them melter bombs and I've given them a power glaive, which is a specific weapon, mm-hmm. which I think is uh, when you charge, it's, uh, it gives you pluses. So it's quite a cool weapon. Yeah, it's, it's like a um, better than a Legantine X, really. Yeah. So two of those, two squads of those, and then I've gone for an Outrider squad, so a 10-man Space Marine Outrider squad. Now, that's kind of more of a theme thing. I think, actually, in reality, you probably would just stick with jet bikes because jet bikes are just so good. Um, oh, wow, I didn't realise that. The, the Power Glaive, um, if you use it as two-handed axe, it's un- it's not unwieldy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, basically an Outrider squad... Uh, 10 man of them, because I think that looked pretty cool. It's what they're all about kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've gone for a tactical squad uh, with um, a support squad with melter guns in a rhino. Mm-hmm. So they should all be on the on the board from turn one. And then for my single HQ, I've just gone for a Praetor. I have to take a jet pike, which obviously I've got. Mm-hmm. Um, bolt pistol, <clears throat> the Cy- Cyberhawk, which is a, a cool um, piece of specialist equipment for these guys. Mm-hmm. I think it gives people re-roll ones. Uh, it'd be on the page there, mate. Uh, Cyberhawks. Um, Cyberhawk. Praetor. Place anywhere on the pla- place it anywhere on the board. Yep. Infantry with Legion Astartes. White Scars get to reroll ones to hit when shooting against enemy units within six inches. Nice. Yeah. That's not bad so, at all. So it's like a separate... Yeah. yeah, it's like a separate model, but it's basically sort of flying around and you so can have it with you. So you could use one of those Age of Sigma Hawk things. Yeah. You could. Yeah. So that'd be quite cool. And that'd make a really cool looking model as well, I think. So um, so that'll work. Paragon Blade, because that's generally, if you've got a Praetor or a Paragon Blade, I think mm-hmm. it's a really good investment. Yeah. And like I say, the jet bike gives him the 2 plus and a 4 plus. So if you get a jink with a heavy bolter, I mean, they're all got heavy bolters, so they're really useful yeah. thing. And then for my fast attack, I've gone for a set of three javelin speeders, because, you know, everybody has them with white scars, with 200 killer missiles, multi melters. Twin Link Cyclone Missile Launchers. So, like, mm. a really cool unit. I think they get Scout as well, if I remember rightly. And then 
because you know, it's all about speed and quickness and fast attack, I've gone for a, a lightning strike fighter with the um, with ground track and augury. So this is basically an anti-tank version with the crack and the classic crack and loadout. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a Zyphon because I think it's a great looking model. I think it would look. I saw a really nicely painted one in White Scar's color. Uh, not so long ago, actually it's about Star Galactica, which was quite cool, um, and that's just got ground track in augury. So that basically is the entirety of our army. So the, the theme I was going for was to use that right of war to use to also tie in with the, the special rules for the unit, for the army, to make this really cool looking thing. I think it would be a really, I've got to say, I would be, I would love to play this army from my point of view. Aesthetically, it would look very cool as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would look quite cool as well. I think the only thing I would possibly take differently would i might drop something i don't know what maybe the uh maybe the xiphon um put in sky slayers instead okay so what what are these uh they're basically jet heavy heavy weapon jet bikes Oh right, okay. So yeah, they're basically yeah. a heavy support yeah. jetbike squadron. They are, aren't they? Yeah. And then you, they all start with multi melters, and then you can trade it for volkite or plasma. Got ya. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I, I would take that. That's a very good point. So, in terms of how much it costs, this is the this will hold on to your hats. So we we one of the challenges was we so basically we've gone for the I think it personally it, I kind of went for the theme. I think that's done that. How effective it would be? I think it would actually probably be a bit too effective in some regards if. It, it's very vulnerable, actually. Weirdly enough, to an armored breakthrough with lots of Sakarans. Yeah, you'll struggle against you'll yeah. struggle against lots of tanks. Um, but you know, because then you're not going to get jink saves. But everything else, and the same again. You know, I think you have to re-roll jink saves with the Arcus. Um, but everything else is they're going to get a jink save for, and they're going to be across the board really, really quickly, and basically right up in your grill. So, Definitely. also a horde army they'd probably struggle with because there's not a lot of volume of fire but there's a, there's a there's a fair amount so really cool army so maybe that but the cost to put this together from scratch will cost you 1024 pounds just to give you an idea of and that doesn't include any bits or you all upgrades that, that is that's basically just the basic that's just the models yep. from forge world could be yours today for 1024 pounds <clears throat> bargain it'll be fun absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I really do fa- fancy doing some some of the units from this, like the jet bikes. And I've got to say, though, um, I think if I hadn't gone down the road of the world eaters, I, this was something that I probably would have been tempted with because I just quite like the the theme of a really fast army because it's very very different to my um, Iron Warriors way of playing. Um, so we shall see. But I think you know, there's no way on God's earth I'm going to afford a thousand pounds for me. So. Um, it's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be a very different army to see. Like, you know, I can't think of. I'm just trying to. You don't see that, you know, that many fast things on the board at any point, really. I can't. Yeah, I mean, it's. You're seeing it slightly more, I suppose, than like, some of the um, Dark Angels guys. I know a lot of the. Yeah, yeah. Use a lot of the Ravenwing bikes for that and stuff but um i mean i suspect suspect that people wouldn't use outriders because if i'm honest with you yeah. point wise they're, they're probably worse than jet bikes because jet bikes can do that boost move um of 24 
I think it is. Is it 24? It might be a fair old way. So, again, if you took second turn, you could get your jet bikes because they'd be scoring compulsory troop choices now onto objectives really easily if it was an objective-based game. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, and I, and I think I would probably try and give the Praetor uh, war, the, well, the uh, Warlord trait so that he gets to, I think it's a strategic one. I don't know how that's going to be in the new book, incidentally, but where you get, I think on a four, you can, you can re-roll... Um, Reserve rolls, which would be good for getting the Xiphon and the um, Lightning on, plus any any units that I'm trying to outflank. So. Yeah, then be utterly terrifying of uh, you know your your impact straight off the bat, or, you know, in the first two turns is going to be. Yeah, and that's yeah. I think I think it's very much an army that is about that that Alpha Strike thing that we talked about earlier. Yeah. This is this is that. But I said I think if you could weather it, if you could if you got the first turn, <clears throat> and I couldn't you know hide these guys out of the way. And you had things that ignored cover, for example, a Typhon. Yeah. Um, that would make a proper mess of them. Um, and like I say, just a normal Sakarians because you can't take jinx saves against them. Mm-hmm. You know, again, you know they're gonna they're gonna rip through those bikes quite easily. And like I said, I think the actual Arcus, you can't you have to re-roll successful jinx saves if you get shot by it. So some stuff there. If you don't get first turn, you you could struggle a bit. So that's me army. That's that's that's, that's the white scars offering. Mm, that's what that's what I would say is a white scars army right there. Yeah, yeah I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay. Think? Yes. So I, I had the Dark Angel. So I, I thought I'd try something different. I didn't go Ravenwing because I, in the book six you get the the, the Ravenwing protocol and the Deathwing protocol. I was like Ironwing. Sorry, Ironwing. Ironwing and yeah. yeah. So that, but. As has weirdly recently been discussed, sort of in a few of the circles that we're in, um, there are six wings of the Dark Angels. Yeah, War- Warhammer Community did an article on this actually. Yeah, yeah. So I, I saw that the other day. I uh, I went for the Dreadwing, which are they appear in one of the other uh, Heresy book, one of the uh, Black Library books uh, when Kurz is on Ultramar. Uh, Angels of Caliban. Yeah. Is that Angels of Caliban? Oh, I, <clears throat> I can't remember. Um, but yeah, so they get unleashed. Uh, they are the... So they get all the cool toys, basically. The, the destroyer marines, things like that. So that was my that was my thought when I built the built my army. So the... My Dreadwing... Two and a half thousand points of Dreadwing. It's a, a Delegatus. With a jump pack, belt bomb, power pistol, a plasma pistol, power fist. Uh, I took a Primaris Medicae uh, with a Calibanite Warblade, melt bombs, a plasma pistol. There's a lot of there's a there's a good amount of plasma in this army. It's Dark Angels. You've got to have plasma weapons. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, in, I've taken one elite choice, and that's a ten man destroyer squad. With jump nice. packs, who I'd like a yeah destroyer squad, good. Because the the delegatus for me would go with them. Got you. Um, so I've got two guys with the suspensor web and rad missiles. The sergeants got phosphex bombs. The whole squad have got melter bombs, and the, there's the seven other guys with the chain swords and uh, bolt and the twin bolt pistols. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my they're my HQ and my elites my troops 
two very basic assault squads. Yeah. Now, the reason I just took two very simple ones is just to bubble wrap the destroyers with the Delegatus in. Got it. Yeah. My, the, the, the thing with this army would be using kind of a, maybe a slight hint of Ravenwing, just get, being a, getting across the board, getting in your face, sort of, you know, this yeah. is a head, this is a headhunter army. That's, that's kind of the way I got you. Yeah. I picked them when I built them. Yep. So, um, and I also have a tactical support squad, uh, all with the Dark Angels special weapon of the plasma repeaters. Oh, <coughs> so that's the Salvo plasma gun. Okay. So let me just find the particular bit of paper that I wrote that down. So these, so I've got, so ten guys with these basically. Plasma repeater, twelve inches, strength six, AP two, Salvo two three, twin linked, and gets hot. Right. Okay. So yeah, the good. Primaris Medicaid would go. Yep. With them, just for the yep. try and keep them uh, much, you know, alive much more. Um, I mean, you have to roll yeah, double ones, wouldn't you, to actually take a wound? Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's, um, yeah, and I'd be sticking them in a Spartan. Got you. Giggles, just to whiz <laughs> them about. Yeah. <laughs> very nice. Because, so this is quite a sm- this is a, a very small compact army. It is. So, because I've only got two other things after everything I've mentioned, and that is two Sakara and Omegas. Wow, you've you've gone for it. You, you, I've you... gone, I've gone niche. I've gone plasma. <laughs> I've got, but this isn't an army that's going to take everything on. <clears throat> no, I agree, but it's got a lot of it's got a theme, hasn't it? It's got a definite it's, theme there. Exactly. This is a this is an army that is going to headhunt. Yeah. Gonna find your Primarch. Yeah, kill your Primarch. Yeah, nice. I like that's, that. That's that's the plan. You know, I'll lose the game, but I will. Yeah, I will knack your Primarch. I'll kill style. your Primarch and that. And Dance that's on his grave. Exactly. I'll rad. <laughs> I'll you know. I'll phosphex his 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 body afterwards, <laughs> so you can't pick him up. <laughs> that's really good. I mean, I like the Destroyer Squad because you don't see them hardly any. Uh, I think the only person I've ever seen use them is you with your um with my imperial fist. Do, do you know what? this? Yeah, I like them with my imperial fist. If I and having done this army, knowing that I have sort of a Primaris Medicaid, and I can probably cobble together a few other bits. <laughs> I've got a Spartan lying around somewhere. <laughs> it's like well, I just need ten plasma guns. And I just need two Sakarans, <laughs> and I'm kind of there already with this list. So, uh, yeah, this is maybe, this is why this is a bad idea for us because we're, this is because we're like, oh, you know what? Actually, I've really quite fancy. Now I've put this, some effort into this. I really fancy this. So, yeah, so thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've come up. I like that list a lot, actually, mate. I've got to say, and you're right. I don't think it's it may not be the most effective in terms of you know winning games, but it's got an awful lot of character, and it'd be great to yeah. see it because it'd be very different. Yeah, I mean, as I said earlier, I like the Omega, the Omegas. I think, um, I think they look. I think the model looks cool. I think seeing the Sakaran with those really two oversized plasma uh, cannons on the roof. I think really it's cool. compensating for something personally, but you know that's just. And my, I will my... let it <laughs> quite happily. It can compensate for whatever it wants. It hasn't got the range, but it gives you the power. Okay, we'll see what you're saying. 
Is that what you say to all the ladies? That's, that, that, that's always been my line. But the thing with the DME is if I could, you can use them to crunch something out of us. Say you've got Russ or whoever or um, Angron in a Spartan, as you and I have both recently encountered. Yep, yep, yep. yep. The Omegas, if the Omegas ever get close enough, they can probably between yep. the two of them can get him out of the Spartan. That's true. That is true. I mean, to honest, got even, the, the, even the melter bombs on the assault squads. I mean, that's ten yeah. melter bombs now. Remember, we're not talking about single bombing. Talking no, about exactly. multi bombing. So yeah, they become a very useful unit. The, then I can use the Omegas with their volley version, strength seven, AP two, heavy six, twin. Mm. So I've got two of those. Yep. So that's a Terminator bodyguard done with. Yes. Yep. Mm, I've got the I've got the destroyers to take his toughness down because yes. of the rad the phage. Rad, rad, rad grades, yeah. Yeah. Because what it's a twenty four inch range, right? Yeah. Plus you've got twelve inches of movement. Yes. Yep. Mm. This army is going to be across the board yeah, fairly sh- rapidly. You're challenging quite, you, you know, you, you, you're making quite a bit of the board sort of stop yeah. and think, hmm. Exactly. Everything is, everything in this army is, nothing is going to be stationary. Yeah. Everything is getting across and in your face. And I like that you've put the plasma repeaters in, which is a nice touch. Because it is, like you say, it makes it, it, it very much anchors it with that Dark Angels. But I don't think, I mean, two twin-linked plasma shots. Yeah. You know, that's so that's 20 just for, mm. you know, the moment they walk out of that Spartan. And then if they stand still, it'll be 30. Yeah. So, yeah, very cool. Twin-link gets hot, primarily to keep them alive. Yep. <laughs> As I said, I'm not going to kill everything. I'm not. I I can't really do a lot against a lot of tanks. Armored breakthrough is not the army for this. No, I don't but, know though, mate. You see, I'm think, trying to think. So, if I was an armored breakthrough list with just the normal Spartans and maybe a big super heavy, you'd be absolutely cacking yourself with that. It's the assault squad because it's yeah, a relatively yeah. cheap, 210 points, but that's 10 melter bombs. Yeah, and you know, hitting on that's threes. That. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, it's it's it, that they can do. They could take a maybe not up to Fellblade, but they could certainly take a a, a a nine hole point super heavy out if you're lucky. I'll I'll build this army and then we'll see how it plays. Okay. Out here I think that's, actually, the more I think about it, the more effective I think it is. But that's the that, that, that was my thing. I like that a lot. Actually, I like the fact that you've gone. You haven't gone down the obvious route. I yeah. bikes done something a bit different. Mm. I didn't want to go Raven. I'm nothing against the you know, playing Ravenwing, um, and I'm sure when the you know Angelus comes out and the all the wings get some you know proper attention, they'll probably still be quite popular. But I just thought something a bit different. Put a spin on it. Go for the Dreadwing. Yeah. And um, yeah, I like it. Okay. Question. I suppose I have the only slight little niggle. As you, as you know, on Top Gear, they... they where's, kind of... where's the Arcus? I don't believe in it. <laughs> okay. I think it's more about... You could do this army with any legion, couldn't you? Apart from the Plasma Repeaters. You could. There is that. But I don't know if it would be the same. Okay. Just in terms of... Because the Destroyers, I'm guessing, you know, that whole thing about the technology hoarding... Dark yeah. 
stuff, and I, I can see that. Yeah, the, the, the Omega, ta- the Omega tank destroyers. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it doesn't. You probably could do it with a, you know, any other army, but I just I think it works quite nicely for the for, for what yeah. I was trying to yep. trying to use. It, 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 it works. It works with a theme. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. I went. I had a. I went for a really, really niche, niche theme. Yeah. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, very good, very good. Actually, it's interesting because the other day I was <coughs> helping somebody on the thirty k um, uh, Facebook page, and somebody told me that you couldn't take a Delegatus over a thousand points. I was like, really? I'm sure that's not right. No, I've just double checked right. it. No, it isn't right. You, you can. Yeah, no, that's... You, you can use it at less than a thousand points. The delegatus gives you the advantage of being able to take a right of war at less than a thousand points, at a thousand points yeah. or less. Yes, but it doesn't mean you can you can't take him in at more than a thousand points. So yeah, yeah, that's good. So I like that, mate, quite a lot. I think that is a, an interesting take on it. Yeah. So same how much would that cost? Do you know? That would cost six hundred and twenty-two pounds. <laughs> so bad. Not so bad, as, you know. So, you know, compared. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, that's just the very basic models. If you're going to go for the like the Legion upgrade stuff, I think it adds another 94 quid. So if I was going to really max it out, you'd be like, I think it's £716. I think I've worked it out. Okay. And that's doing it with all the, you know, the Dark Angels Legion upgrades and things like wow. that. So. That's not okay. pretty good. That's, yeah, that is, absolutely. You know, if you did it over the course of a year, for example, buying a couple of units every every month well, or whatever. Well, uh, you know, our, our our brother is a big Dark Angels fan, mm. so maybe um maybe this will be another little project, and I'll just let him use them for the first time. Got yeah, very cool. I like that a lot, mate. I've got to say, yeah, it's pretty Thank good. Very much. So, um, last but not least. It's, it's me. Sons okay. of Sanguinis. So yeah, I had the I had the uh, Blood Angels, and what I wanted to do with them is, um, well, I wanted to keep it as fluffy as possible. So it meant, uh, you know, lots of in-your-face assaulty stuff. So what I did was I went with um, the Rite of War, um, which is oh, what was it called again? Um, Day of Revelation. Okay. Um, which is really cool. It's. Uh, it specializes in what the angels do best. So coming down in, in deep strike and it oh, is a turn one alpha strike army, really. Um, God, so yeah. basically all you jump in for three starts the game in deep strike reserve and it arrives automatically in turn one. Um, Does it? Wow. And everything, everything turns up turn one. That's in jump. Jeez. That's a jump infantry. That is cool. Anything else still, still arrives normally. Um, yeah. All units that arrive by deep strike, get a five plus cover save. Um, right. For the remainder of the turn, yeah. um, which is pretty good. And mm. infantry and jump units that deep strike gain the pinning rule on ranged weapons for that turn. Cool. So that was pretty good. And then you get plus one initiative on the first turn you charge into combat. Useful. Which is just fantastic. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And Absolutely. then I think your, your characters have to issue and accept challenges. Right. Um, but, you know, when you've got plus one initiative um, yeah. and plus one to wound, that's not so bad, really. That's not bad at all. I mean, that would give a, you know, a um, Praetor initiative seven, which, yeah. is, uh, which is pretty handy. <clears throat> not to be, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? Your compulsory troops and HQs must be equipped with jump packs. Got you. Um, and 
what else? Oh, you have to take a compulsory fast attack choice that has the flyer or deep strike rule. Okay. So oh, cool. that's what I took. Um, and to put that into to, to what I have, I got a Moritat, um, Vartos oh, armor, um, and a jump pack, and I've given him a refractor field as well. But what yep. I've armed him with is a little bit different. I've armed him with the Inferno pistol, which is the sort of uh, melter pistol. That's devastating on a Moritat. <clears throat> and a hand flamer. Right. How does that work oh. with the with the shooty thing? Can you multiple fire the hand flamer as well or just yeah, the 12, te- pistol? 12 templates? Oh, so what I would do it. is I would fire the inferno pistol. Behave yourself until that fire the inferno pistol until that one misses <laughs> and then fire the hand flamer. Because the hand flamer is only strength free. Okay, fair enough. So it's not as bad as you think, you know, it's it's, it's fairly weak. Yeah, okay. But it's it's the both items that only the blood angels can take. Yes, they are. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I just I've, got, I've been on the wrong end of a bloody mortar attack with the inferno pistol, and it was not funny. Yeah. So I was just theming it. Um, then I've got a praetor who I put in um, artificer armor. Uh, well, he's in yeah, artificer cool. armor base, isn't he? I, uh, I'm just reading off the list. Yeah, I've given him the blade of perdition, which is a oh, uh, unique. Ah, yes. Yeah. yeah you, bag you, of tricks. Just you don't take it. You you just don't not take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's fantastic. It's twenty points. It's basically a master crafted two handed AP two sword, um, no strength modifier. Um, but each wound inflicted is double to two wounds, which have got to be saved separately. What oh, stress! Yeah. Uh, so striking initiative AP two. Imagine Nora doing a minimum of two wounds, two wounds per 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 wound, effectively. So if you if you are a praetor, you've got five attacks, haven't you? Roughly two yep. plus weapons, I think yeah, yeah. six for the charge. You're going to, against a normal guy, you'll be hitting on three. So let's say you get four attacks in. And then from digital lasers. Oh, man. Yeah. Five attacks in and then, and each one of those does two wounds. Is that right? Yep. So that's 10 wounds. Potentially, yes. That's a squad gone. Yep. You're a bad man around. (laughs) I am. I am. And then I've given him an Inferno pistol. Of course, why not? Um, a jump pack. (laughs) Iron Halo. Decided to make the Blade of Petition Mastercrafted. It'd be rude not to. Yep. And Volkite Charger. <laughs> so be insulting your opponent if he didn't. It's it's he's a he's a he's two hundred and twenty points, but he is nasty. He's a badass. That is a badass character right there. He, and, gonna, and people say the Custos Shield Captain's a piece of work. <laughs> he's going to yeah, do but, some damage. I mean, he can do a lot of damage, but he can't survive like a shield captain can. No, no. he's not. He's lacks the survival. He's got the iron halo. He's got the plus one to his cover. Sa- uh, you know, the the, the 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 plus to his cover save when he right. Is it cover save or is it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it would be his yeah. plus one. To- yeah, five, five, plus, five, five plus cover save. He's got four plus in one anyway. So when he rises, but you know, he's he's that doesn't really help, is it? Okay, yeah. so um, in the elite section, I've thrown in a couple of apothecarians, um, both of an augury scanner, and then a jump pack. So that's two of them. Nice. Uh, then a oh, contem- you've got two of them. Yeah, hell. two of them. And why the Augury scanner? Just in case you'd get deep strike yourself. Yep, exactly. Oh, blimey, you thought of everything. Uh, then a contempt of Cortus uh, class oh, dreadnought yes. um, with a chain fist and a close combat weapon. Yes. Uh, so no, ra- so so just both. So a very melee orientated one, uh, but yep. shoving a havoc launcher just to give him something to do. Yeah, um, if you oh, can't yeah. charge, uh, and then a uh, drop pod for dreadnoughts. That seems like a lot of points for him. Why well, I'm reading that two hundred and sixty. Two hundred and sixty, but the dreadnought drop pod is hundred. 
Oh yes, the dreadnought. I didn't see the dreadnought. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, then I've thrown in a destroyer squad uh, with ten guys in it. Melter bombs. Have yeah. I put in ten guys? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, ten guys. Uh, two missile launchers, um, melter bombs, um, and jump packs. Nice. And there's a very and there's a very good reason for this it, because they get uh, the uh, pinning. Yes. Um, yes. Which is just fantastic. So you've got deep striking destroyers. They get a five plus cover save and pinning on their toughness reducing power armor ignoring rad weapons. Oh, and then there's a Moratat attached to them. Oh, you're because yeah, a Moratat, then you get a Moratat can join as a destroyer squad. Yeah. Yes. So, so it, the Moratat gets protected as well because usually he's very vulnerable. Yeah. When he does that deep strike because he's on his own. So it that, creates a little yeah. bit of a nasty squad there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we throw in the Terminator squad uh, in Katapratshai armor. Right. Uh, give them the Dreadclaw drop pod. Um, yes. uh, give the, the Terminator sergeant a power axe on a grenade yep. harness. Uh, okay. Then we've got a chain fist. My um, power axe. I've got to say, I've never ever understood the power axe. Power axe it. because it's not. It's AP two. Yes. And it's not um, unwieldy. It is. Sorry, not, I mean, not, not unwieldy. It doesn't cost any more. It doesn't cost any more. All right, yeah, fair enough. Points wise. Not that it's not unwieldy, that it doesn't cost yeah. any more points. Okay, fair play. Fair so enough. I'm trying to save points there. Um, yep. So it's basically, you know, it, it's not quite a power fist, but it does. Yep. And, so good backup. Yep. And then I've got three power fists and an elastius pattern assault cannon. So this is like the assault cannon used to be in 7th edition 40k, isn't it? Yep. It's four the, shots. The, the Blood Angels shots? and the Imperial Fists can take it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah but strength it, six AP four rending is it? Something like that. Uh, but yeah. it does. It can jam. That's right. If you're off three ones, I think I've seen it happen. Yes, uh, triple ones cause it to jam and stop working. Yep. So yeah, strength six AP four heavy four. Nice um, rending. Very good. That'll do. And that would be if you if you um. So they come in on turn one, they jump out of their drake claw, they don't have to, but they could, and that's all then all their stuff would be um pinning as well, wouldn't it? Yep. Exactly. Rending and pinning. Nice. Uh then for troops, I've taken two twenty man assault squads. Bloody Nora. Uh both exactly the same, with two hand flamers and two inferno pistols. Uh in each squad. Um yep. Sergeant's got artificer armor, heavy chain sword, inferno pistol, and melter bombs. Got yeah. So, not melter bombs on the whole squad, just on the sergeant. Right. Okay. So they're two big squads to hide in the um, Praetor and the um, and add the upper Fakarian to them. Got yeah. So and then in the fast attack to fulfil the um, the requirements, I've put in a Xiphon interceptor. Just Which a base. You're a big big fan of. I love the Xiphon. I've got one for my word bearers, and it is fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely wow. love it. It's only got two hull points, but it's. It's still pretty pretty decent. I think that is a very scary list. Um, yeah. And you know me. I normally don't build scary lists. <laughs> that is utterly terrifying. But I've got to be honest. The Blood Angels is actually one of the, really... I mean, that looks... Yeah. It's really easy yeah, to yeah. build a scary list with them with this. You know, you, once you're throwing the Blade of Perdition, you know, you've got the pinning, you've got the five-plus cover save. Um, I mean, Destroyer Squad... In this right of war, I think is an auto include. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would, it makes I would, such a difference, such a difference yeah. between the effectiveness of what mine would be and what yours would be. Yeah, 
I mean, I would be sweating bullets if, if I had to face that with my Iron Warriors uh, infantry-based um, army. I'd, I'd be really, I'd be like, wow, this is going to be short. Because it's turn one, you're coming down as well, so it's not as you're waiting yeah, for stuff. Yeah, turn one. I mean, obviously you can't assault in turn one, and that's where, you know, the strength of an army like this lies. Yeah. But yeah. Still, it's pretty devastating, mate. But great. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't like to face an army like this. I feel bad having <laughs> <No>. built it. <laughs> somewhere there's somewhere someone is scribbling this down going, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm just gonna So how much do you know how much that would cost? Uh cost wise, I broke it down now. Uh, I've got three places to get the stuff from. Um I'd be getting um from Element Games. Because you know, because you know, go through them. Yeah. We get, we get paid per mention. I, I get, get the Cataprat Shy <laughs> Terminators. Um, there's a, a box of Sanguinary Guard because I build my Praetor from Sanguinary Guard. Plus Not a 40K some, model, is it? Yeah, they're 40k models, but they they're Mark Four. Yep. And then a drop pod, um, and that comes to seventy pounds and fifty four pence. And on. then I would be taking ten pounds to get the XLC. Um, Dreadnought Drop Pod kit. Nice time. And then the rest is £633.50 from Fort World. Um, but this doesn't include um, having to go and get some bits um, from various bit sites for yep. Inferno pistols. Got yeah. Um, yeah. Because, um, yeah, Inferno pistols and stuff like that. So we're looking, yours is about 710 roughly the same price uh, as... I think it's £714.04. Great. Great. So... Mine's only ex- more expensive than that because I'm going, you know, putting all the extra bonus That's things true. in. So we'll just keep with the with the basics then. So Michael's 714, I'm £1,000, and you're 500 and something? 622. 622. Cool. So, okay, so now the question is, which army do, do we think, and this has been, I've got to say, it's actually been a lot of fun doing this. I'm glad to do this again because it's really cool. Yep. Um, yeah. Which army, between the three of us, do we think best exemplifies a legion from book six? I like yours, I'm, Graham. Yours is the most white scars army. Yeah, it's yours, it's, it's, yours it's, is maximum white scar. It says white scars. I don't think so. I think Michael's is there. I, I genuinely, I think it's. I think there's. I think my army could be. I think the the, the, the key factor here is. My army, I think, could be could work with another legion, so maybe Dark Angels, and the same to a certain extent with yours as well, Chris. Yeah, mine's mine's uniform. Whereas I think Michael's would only work with Blood Angels. Yeah, because you've you're, you're using that Blood Angels right of war, and you're using the Blood Angels special weapons throughout. Yeah, I thought if I'm going to do it, I'll use as much Blood Angel stuff as possible. But then again, yeah. uh, Graham, yours works. I think yours works really well with the special rules that you get and that right of war. Um, there, is, there is that. I yeah. think, it, 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 whereas it, 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 you could make it work for another Legion, it works better for the White Scars. Yeah, I think, I think that's true. Um, well, that's, I think the only way this could ever work... Chris's is the one I would say yours. doesn't exemplify the Legion specifically, but I think that's simply because the rules for the Dreadwing are lacking at the minute. Yeah, yeah, and, that's the thing. And, and you also are, took a took a took a, a good slant on a different theme. Yeah, I think is, I think that's cool, and it, the thematically it works out fine. But it, it's because but it's what we generic. To do, yeah, that's it's just one of those things when you whenever you see you know when you're at a, an event and you see dark angels, 
you automatically assume like there's going to be a ton of bikes here, you know, a ton of jet bikes. I don't and know. Then, what, iron you, wing is 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 a thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I did look at the Iron Wing, um, Iron Wing Protocol because that's the yeah. everything has to be in a vehicle and things like that. But I like your 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 yours of use of destroyers and that sort of First Legion ethos. Um, is a different, is a really interesting take on it. I think so, what it could have done to change it a little and make it feel a little bit more like the Dread Wing would be maybe take out the Delegatus and put in a Siege Breaker instead. Yeah, I did toy with this. Uh, I think the reason the Delegatus... I think, stupidly, the Delegatus stayed in because I had a... I was going to use veteran squads as my troop choices Ah. and take pride of the Legion. Yeah, because you've not got a right of war. With the plasma guns. Yeah. I think he kind of stuck, sort of stayed stayed in the mix from there. Got you. Um, yeah. Because at one point I was going to do the uh, the more attack with the destroyers, but obviously he can't be on his own as an HQ, and I think it just kind of it went from it went yeah. from there really. Yeah. yeah he can't um, be. A, he can't be a compulsory troop uh, exactly. HQ choice, can he? But no. I suppose the other thing I don't think a siege break can take a jump back. No, he can't. But then yeah, I wouldn't necessarily have taken the jump back guys. Um, if I was going for Dreadwing, I might have just taken base tactical squads because it's a bit cheaper. I mean, you could put yeah. him, you could put him in with the plasma squad want... and then give them tank hunter. Oh uh, yeah, that would be good. That would be good because they they would get tank Actually, hunter. That would be really good. Put them in a rhino because yeah. you've got the Spartan, haven't you? That they're going in yeah. the Spartan, aren't they? So yeah. oh, they're going in the Spartan. Okay, even better. Yeah, yeah. So there's plenty of room. So you could whack him in there, and then he could join them and give them um, tank hunter. Yeah, that, that actually was really good. I mean, when you start going into Dreadwing, I'm thinking, you know, Seasbreaker, Phosphex quad launchers. Um, yeah. Maybe even yeah. a Phosphex yeah. Medusa. But mm. then I think... But then you're starting to get into the range of, yes, any army can do this, and this sounds yes. like a yeah. Death Guard the, army. The, the, yeah. the problem is that because there aren't rules for what I want you to do, yeah, I was, I was I was building around a, a a concept that I had in my mind of, but like the assault troops, as I said, they're designed to be an accompaniment to the destroyer squad and sure. the HQ getting yeah. across that board. So he's not standing at the other side of the board yeah. on his own. That was the on, that was yeah. on those guys. But no, I think I think you're right. I think Michael's probably does the uh, think, fits the bill for the yeah. It's not the most expensive either, although and. I think that, like I said, if it's the epitome of dark angelness that we're looking after, the epitome of white scarness, the epitome of dark of um, blood, blood angelsness, then I think Michael's has hit the nose on the head. Oh, absolutely. Thank there. you. Not so anything. Not that you win anything except our um, continued respect well, and admiration. Did I have it before? <laughs> yes, you did, and you've got it even yeah, more now, mate. Even so, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Now I'm going to have to wash because I feel dirty for having built a list that is, <laughs> that, 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 that is scary like that. So I think that concludes that. That was actually a lot of fun doing that, I've got to say, and I'd like to yeah. do that again. So I think we're going to try and do that as a fairly regular thing. So if, if you're listening and you want us to um, do that, to sort of rate three different armies or three different approaches, let us know and we'll, we'll, we'll do something around it. Okay. Yeah, we'll try and um, maybe try and come up with like a, a scoreboard or something we can do next. Yes. So Michael let's, is. Let's try and make it competitive. Why not? So Michael, you have you have the first honours. Well done, sir. 
First blood to the blood angels. Okay, so I think we'll move on to upcoming events next because we've been asked to make a few shout outs. All right, so we've got our events that are coming up. Um, obviously, there's Company of Legends. Um, we did an, a progress report for that um, earlier on in the month, um, for which we'll put a link in the show notes, uh, there's a, uh, and, and you can read up on that there, uh, rather than going through it again here. Yeah. Um, so uh, events that are coming out. We've been asked to give a shout-out for a few events that are happening in 2018 uh, that currently have tickets available. So if we haven't called out an event, it's because tickets aren't on sale yet or it's already sold out. Cool. So, as always, we keep a date of lists of event, uh, an up-to-date list of events on our website. Um, so, it, it, you know, as we keep it as up-to-date as possible. So if you have an event you want us to include in the list, then drop an email to therush at edgeofempire.co.uk or message us on Facebook. Um, okay, so what events have we got coming up? There are There is one on the 6th of January. Um, a Firestorm Games, the Scouring of Silax Five, cool. um, which that's, is run- um, that's in Cardiff, isn't it? Fire yeah, Storm yeah, Games. Vale Firestorm. Renegades, um, which is the local club down there, and it looks quite good. Yeah. It's a nice little narrative uh, event going down there. I've been having a look at the mission pack and seeing if there's things we can steal. Good plan, because I mean it's a nice event, a nice venue rather, isn't it? Firestorm Games, really good, really good venue, really good venue. Uh, and then there's Betrayal, which is an event down in uh, Warbore War Games, uh, and that's on the 10th of February. Uh, Warbore is down in Bromley, so a bit far for us. Kent, Kent, yes. Uh, and then on the 3rd of March is a Horus Heresy 30k narrative tournament hosted and, uh... by the Brighton Warlords. Is that yeah, the King, just, King just and Queen? The, King and Queens, the, yeah. King and Queens pub, very nice uh, drinking establishment in that in that town. We have spent many a night there. Have you ever done karaoke there? Yeah, no, we've yeah, we have actually, <laughs> haven't we? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I would be if I wasn't coming out to see you guys at the end yeah. of March. Then I would, I would probably have tried to make an effort to um yep. to oh, attend yeah. this. So I think I'll um I might try and sort of get a bit more involved in in stuff and see what they're doing more heresy wise down yeah. here. Yeah. And then we have we then we have the company company of legends, which is uh, in the March, um, which you already know about. Then we've got Fatricide Taras, um, which is by a guy called King Fluff, and that is over in P- Tamworth. Right, so that's uh, Tamworth is near Birmingham, isn't it? That way, uh, yeah, yeah, Staffordshire. Um, yeah. Five games uh, over two days. Um, it's similar to what we did uh, the first time we did the, uh, the last time we did the Heresy Weekend, uh, um, two singles, a double, and then two singles. Right. Okay. So uh, that uh, that is happening there, uh, over the Saturday and Sunday. Um, King Fluff says he's got quite a few things planned. So um, oh, that should sounds be intriguing. Interesting. <laughs> Could go either way. <laughs> yeah, he's got a few 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 events planned. Uh, oh, right. through the area once to do. <laughs> okay. uh, then yeah, on the at, 19th of May so the weekend after is the London Heresy oh, we're going to be at that we're going to be rocking that so if oh, you want yeah. to say we'll have our t-shirts we'll be representing oh definitely yeah. it should be a good one and I'll be playing yay I've just got to oh, figure oh, out oh, what oh, I, I, I I'm going I'm to take my word bearers because uh, Greg says he always has trouble finding uh, traitors um, and it's obviously it's defenders and attackers uh, lists so it's sort of like I keep looking at it and I'm thinking, 
Is there a way I can get that uh, that Mastodon on the train to London and have it survive? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing about because I was thinking of taking an armoured breakthrough. Yeah. And I was thinking, yeah, but that means taking that big old case of mine on the train. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not too bad, but getting back on Sunday is, is not pleasant from London. Yeah. No. It's sort of like, obviously, I'm not driving, so uh, I don't drive, so it would be up to yeah. you if you drove, but obviously it's a, it's a mm-hmm. fairer way to go. I think I'm going to get the train to myself just because it's, yeah. it's just less hassle, and I think uh, I'll probably end up taking my infantry because it's it's easier to tack to cart around. Yeah, I mean, I will, I'm will. i going to look into C because Robert Ng from Yorkshire Heresy um, showed me a site which does various different cases filled with foam, and I right. might, uh, might see about getting a case like that to see if it can hold the Mastodon because it would be a nice list to take. Um, yeah. But obviously his case looked like a bloody missile launcher. It, it absolutely did, didn't it? You're not yeah. There. Yes. It, it, you'd be stopped if you went near Gatwick with that, like. Yes, yeah, I not, think I would. You're not getting on the tube in London with it. <laughs> no, no. Let's be honest. No. no. Uh, or if well, you do, you'd be a, you'd be in a carriage on your own. <laughs> yeah. And then we've got the Spartanax edition, which is down in Surrey. That's the Surrey Spartans on the ninth of oh, it's all southeast, uh, isn't it? June. Yeah, yeah. They've got quite a bit going on down there. Yeah. Um. So that actually looks like a quite a good event. They, they've got quite a bit set up for that. Um, nice event pack. Um, it, it looks actually like it's going to be a really, really good event. Um, I've just gone to open the event pack and it's downloaded instead of opening it. Okay. Um, but it is quite, quite a good event pack. It's, 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 um, they've really gone all out in it. Cool. Um, as good as ours. Probably better, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I think. I would say ours is better, personally. But yeah, then again, man. some of the way they've done it is better. Got like yeah. they've got little bits at the side, like in the in the forge in, oh, in, in the, the forge, forge books. books. Yeah. Um, and it, it's it's not a not too bad a pack. It's quite good actually. Um, okay, fair but play. they've got quite a lot of stratagems and stuff going on effects. Um, I think we've had an influence on them, which you know is always good to see. Yes, yeah. um, well, I think I think yeah, your event packs are, are quite well spoken of from other. But they're doing Greg's, Zone Mort- Greg's show and stuff. So. They're doing Zone Mortalis as well. So oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. cool. And then we've got uh, Eastbourne um, on the twenty eighth of June. The Call to Arms two, which is the Neb- Niblium Salvation. Okay, so that I might is- have a look at that one actually. Eastbourne, that's that down your way, Chris, isn't it? It is, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, I'm thinking is. I might be able to uh, that's kill the, two birds with one stone and maybe go and see the family and then uh, nip over for some gaming. That's see, at the, jun- the, the junction in Polgate. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. I'll, have a, I'll have a look. Yeah, so that, that doesn't look too bad. Um, that is uh, run by Tom, I believe Tom Sargent is running that. Okay, where does he's on the he's um, coming to Company of Legends? That's yeah. right, yeah, yeah. Um, and that looks quite quite a nice event. Um, it's a uh, it's Eastbourne Elementals are running it. Um, two day event uh, opens on the Friday night as well. Um, and yeah, it looks pretty good. Thirty quid, cool. thirty quid. That's good for a two day event. Yeah, being held at a pub of reasonable prices, so they say. Even better. Only thing, they, only thing they say is there's no the pub doesn't serve food. Uh, there's always one drawback. Damn it! That shouldn't be too bad though. It actually looks like a nice event. Um, 
doesn't look bad, does it? Shame it's all the way down there. Um, and then finally, and this one's going quite a bit far in the future, we've got 18th of August, the Iceni Schism uh, by Conflict Norwich. Wow. Um, which is the Alex Busey Scout Centre. Is that like um, a residential one? I don't think it's resident. No, it doesn't appear to be residential. Uh, okay. 45 quid, um, 3,000 points, and 1,500 points with Centurion lists. Okay. So um, mm. that should Very be interesting. interesting. Um, yeah. And that's quite good. They've done another, they did an event earlier this year, which went down quite well. Cool. So, and then, then in September, you've got our second Company of Legends event for the year, Special Ops. Yeah, and then is it um, November we do um, Blood and Glory again? Blood and Glory in November, but no, I haven't seen the date for it yet, nor are there tickets on sale. Right. Okay. I said, I've only covered events for which there are yeah. tickets on sale available, because like, there's a, um, these the uh, two Zone Mortalis events in January um, down in um, Southampton. Got it. Um, yep. What are they? Oh, the, yeah. the Assault on Cortus um quarters eight or seven i think it was um but those tickets sold out like in minutes the 30k frontier events oh excuse me which is a, a shame uh, i've been speaking to them and I'm, I'm hoping to try and convince them to come and bring it up here yeah i mean the thing is southampton actually is quite well you can fly from newcastle to southampton so it's quite easy to get to yeah but one of the things they want to do is to actually bring their event or they want to travel it, don't they? They want to travel the event over the country. So I've been oh, trying cool. to encourage them to come come to Durham. Um, yeah. Which reminds me, I do need to get a price of the hall off, off Phil. Okay. Because obviously it, it, it's a lot of it depends on the price of the hall and stuff and whether people will be interested. Well, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? But if you've heard the reviews about it, they are fantastic. So what do they do? Do they actually bring like Zone Mortalis boards up? Yeah, they got these... Um, Swanky cardboard Zomortalis stuff um, cool. that that looks really really good, and it's a proper full on narrative. Yeah, they've got like a um, like videos and things, haven't they? And uh, they've got like a really interesting sort of intera- um, digital sort of side to it. Got yeah, you yeah, yeah, you look yeah. at it and you think, oh my god. It just puts wow. everything we've ever done to shame, just the, the whole audio-visual yeah. thing. And um, <laughs> they, they've given us a lot to think of in terms of event packs for Company of Legends. That's good, though, isn't it? Because everybody's you know nobody's resting on their laurels here. But everybody's pushing the envelope a bit, which is cool. Yeah, the, these guys have really, really pushed it to the next level. Oh, cool. Okay, I'll, I'll give them a look. Um, yeah, but uh, if, you, if you have a look, I mean... Greg was at their last event, well, their first event. Um, Sons of Heresy were there, Gino 5-2, and they all came back saying it was just a thing of fantasticness. I think if you just, Greg, if you just listen to sort of, I think Greg did, I think Greg spoke to one of the guys, the guy that came up with it. Right. Um, just after, I think. Um, it's like a 20-minute 20, like 20 interview with him, and it, it does sound um, pretty, pretty cool. Cool. I said, just a case of seeing if we can get people up here interested, um, enough people interested, and then see if we can convince them to come come to Durham. Nice one. Because I think it's, it, a, uh, it's a nice part of the world. It is. It's pretty nice. Definitely. Well, Not as nice as the jury's in. I don't think our hall. 
No, 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 what was it? The Hallmark Inn. It was the Hallmark Inn. That's no, no, they, they held their event oh, at the they... jury inn. Oh, did they? Yeah, okay. Yes, sorry, I'm getting confused with our sponsorship deals now. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the Hallmark yeah. Inn in, in Derby, which is the best place to stay yeah. in Derby. So, oh. Weirdly, now you mention it, I found the room key in my wallet yesterday. <laughs> did you? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we had we had three. So we never yes, absolutely. Up. Well, they just chuck those things out, don't they? They do, yeah. Out. They're, they're, right they're then. Cheap. Okay, so, so let's uh, let's let's sum up and close on the show. Yes. Okay, so that's um, that's all we've got time for this time. Yes, indeed. Um, only four hours or whatever it's probably been to actually get this yeah. done. So it's been. A, We're under that for a change. So it's been a, been good fun. Um, yeah, once we've edited yeah. it out, we should be under four hours. Yeah. So um, lots of interesting stuff going on. Uh, I think it'll be interesting what happens next year. Uh, some new releases, the new books. Will we get more people back? Who knows? But I think, generally speaking, if I was going to sum the the way heresy is at the moment, I think still think it's pretty healthy. Oh, definitely. As I said, we were just talking about that uh, event down in Southampton, the 30k Frontier one. I mean, they sold out within minutes. Um, Geno 5.2's latest Tarsus event, that, you know, they crashed the servers. Um, yep. You know, they've got a wait list of like, um, of like 12 people. Oh, yeah. And that doubles. So 12 doubles, I think. Yeah. So um, I think the scene's few- fairly healthy. Yeah, I think so too. And, um, Long may it continue. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. Uh, I think you know, the the game is probably just in a, in a period where it just it's breathing out. Yeah, see what I mean. Yeah, yeah it's, which is good. Cool. Right then. So I think we're just going to call it there then. So, um, right. So yeah. So um, just normal summing up stuff that we do every episode. Um, please leave us some reviews on iTunes. We actually got a new review this month. They said we? We were, they said that we weren't terrible. Well, that's good. That's like mostly harmless. I've, I've had worse reviews. <laughs> I haven't actually. I, 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 I can find the review and I'll send it on to you. It doesn't quite say that. It says we're all right. We do the job. <laughs> um, I've, had, I've had reviews like that. <laughs> <laughs> no complaints. Um, yeah, if you want to follow us something. on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube, there are links in the show notes. Um, and if you want to get in contact with us, um, you can post to our Facebook wall, send us a message on that account, or email us at the rush at edgeofempire.co.uk. I mean, we all do have individual uh, emails accounts, but we should probably yep. set them up to use properly. Yes. Just like I so. need to set up Graham and Chris to use uh, Instagram properly, because it's all just <sighs> my photos. It is the work of Satan. But yes... <laughs> No, it's good for sharing your photos. A lot, a lot of people yeah, do share enough. them there. It's, it's, it's quite cool. You do see a lot of really cool stuff on there. Um, yeah. And if you look at Tom, uh, which I got Starlord and Sergeant mixed up all the time. The one with the Ultramarines. Yeah. Starlord, I think. Yeah. Um, absolutely phenomenal stuff that, from some of the painters on there. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, plus, you know, we can share our crap on there. And everyone yes. go, oh, yeah. why are you sharing this? It's awful. <laughs> right. So I suppose in that case, it's probably good night from me and have a lovely uh, Christmas and New Year. 
Indeed, yeah. Absolutely. Enjoy Christmas. Hopefully you'll get oh, something yeah. nice for the hobby, or at least money you can mm. use on the hobby. Yes. Or Damn. stuff that you can pawn to spend on the hobby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or exchange for. <laughs> servicing kind kind of situation. Right. No, like okay. a pawn shop, not not like a oh. servicing kind. Thank God oh. I clarified that before this went out. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I am? I'm, I'm, I'm a good Baha'i boy. <laughs> right. I wouldn't even um, know what the other the other meaning is. No, of course certainly. not. No, not at all. <laughs> right. Let's call it a day because it's four, ten past twelve. Ten past twelve. Yeah. Okay. Right. I will let you two get away, and I'll speak to you later. Yes. Take Thank care. You. Have a nice uh, Have a nice Christmas. Have yeah. a nice Christmas. Bye bye. Good night. Bye. Bye bye. Bye.